Uh, say that we're on air. We are live, Rod Mills. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This is episode, I think this is 196. And we're doing, I'm doing jazz hands, Rod Mills. What are you doing? What is that? What What exactly Wakanda, is baby. Wakanda. Yeah. Oh, Rod Mills is doing Wakanda. Black Panther, baby. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess Rod Mills is just now catching up to Wakanda on video or something like that. Yeah, so he's, you know. He's I got the bootleg version. Yeah, he's doing that. We also we also have Ryan Jones from Gun Rights Across America. He just got in here, um, so he's getting set up. I I'm not really sure. We might have to walk him through that. But we are live. I hope you guys are ready. We're talking about this uh, this NFL. NFL's put out some new rules about the national anthem, whether you could stand or not stand. You know, and the players, etc. So we've, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about gun rights across America as well. Shout out to everyone up there, out there. What's up? It's Wednesday. What's going on with you, Rod Mills? Oh, man. You know, just um, this is hump day. Hump day! Hump day! And so, you know, just trying to get over the work week, man. I'm, we're one more day closer to Memorial Day weekend, folks. One right. more day. Uh, guys, if for all my folks, whether military, non-military, active, um, non-active, um, you know, whatever, man, um, you know, get a flag uh, this weekend, man. You know, put it in your yard, put it in your your mailbox, or you know, your cubicle at work or whatever, man. Show your show your uh, your pride. Um, you know, I mean, we're in America. This is Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend is not for the folks that are still living in the military. Uh, these are for the folks that gave the ultimate sacrifice. Okay, so let's make sure that we understand that. All right, Veterans Day is for active and non-active. Memorial Day is for those that have uh, gave the sacrifice. Okay. Okay. Very cool. All right, and uh, just so you guys know, we are going to take Memorial Day off, so we're going to have a long weekend. Plus, like Rod and I were talking about this before we started the show live. Um, I'm also going to be off on Thursday, right, Lola? Is that graduation day around here? Yeah, next Thursday we're going to be off because that's graduation today. So we've got a, one of our boys is graduating. So, um, so there we go. Uh, Dimitri is texting me. He wants to know if we are on today. I thought Dimitri was coming on tomorrow. Dimitri's coming on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah. So someone's got. Someone's got. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell him it's Friday, dude. So by the way, that's Dimitri from. Um, Primary arms, he's coming on on Friday, so that's when that's supposed to be happening. Oh, oh, people want to tag you, Rod Mill, so you got to go in the chat so people can tag you on something. Okay. And Ryan is getting set up in the background, as you guys can hear. Let me see, can I? I'm going to mute you, Ryan. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm going to mute your thing while you're getting set up. So there we go. And Rod, you need to get on the chat so that the people can talk I'm, to you. I'm in a chat. Okay, so I guess you got to say something. So people, I don't know. Lola told me you got to say something. Okay, let me go through. <laughs> Let's go. If we had enough confusion and stuff happening right now, <laughs> let me go through the chat and say what's up to everyone there. First of all, uh, number one tonight was Tank W. And if you don't know, that's Carl Compton. I guess he changed his name because he doesn't want us. I, I don't know if Carl doesn't want us to say like, you know, Who's number one that's not Carl or what's going on? But that is <laughs> Tank. No, it's not Tank W. It's Tank. It's just Tank. It's just Tank. So shout out Thank to him. He's number one. Special K is number two. <laughs> Who knows what happened? To he went through a change. He now identifies as a tank. 
The yes. artist he has the known right. as Carl Compton. Yeah, he has the right to identify himself as a tank if that's what he wants to identify as. So, <laughs> so shout out to him. Hope everything's going good on his end. Uh, Special K is, is number two. Richard Hughes says he's the first in Michigan. So shout out to those guys. Uh, Henry 42, HNRE 42. He says he's in the top 10. So that's all that matters to him. Meatloaf Sandwich says... Still no Carl, no meatloaf sandwich. Tank is Carl. Carl's going to have to do a lot of explaining since he changed his name because, I, I don't know, is he like in the witness protection program now? I don't, I don't know Incognito. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so meatloaf is here. Michael Bender as well. Uh, Richard Harper. I, I just, when I'm looking through the chat right now and Carl's doing a lot of explaining. So, <laughs> what had happened was... Like, was. Yeah. <laughs> Luis Valdez is here as well. So shout out to him. Um, let's see who else is in here. Let's see. Um, Boss Hog, Hamburger Helper. And uh, uh, E-Rock. I see E-Rock. The Tyvon Show says peekaboo, everyone. Yeah, Opt Out of Gun Control. Do you see him? I don't, I, I don't I see him. I'm going down the skull. Shout out to Opt Out of Gun Control. Ghetto Hood Gamer. Um, so let's see, Ghetto Hood Gamer is out there, uh, the Archangel as well, and Enrique Q. Enrique Q. Uh, let's see, Greg 98K. And let's, I'm trying to go through this as fast as I Logan Farley, SoCal Gunner, Robert McRae, and uh, Strange Media Moderator Gerald Loafers says uh hello hello all and speaking of nfl the owner of the seattle sea chickens gave a million dollars to anti-gun causes in washington state shame on him <laughs> and uh imposters here as well he says uh hi and the time and show wants to know who thinks hank should start a tea club and be able to buy lifestyles of a locked and loaded teacup and saucer oh my gosh hmm. yeah don't start don't start time and show so I can say, don't start none, won't be none. Um, let me see. Laggy McLag is also in here. Shout out to him. I see. Let me see. Oh, my thing just jumped to the bottom. Brian Quick, Travis, IP11, LV, Louis Cypher, Cypher, Rob Gross. I think I said Richard Hughes before, but shout out to him anyway. Obviously, Scorch Earth Firearms. That is Rod Mills, if you people don't know. He also changed his name. Rod Mills identifies as the Earth, which is on fire, <laughs> training. So, Scorched Earth Firearms, that's what Rod Mills identifies as. Devon Brown is here. I see uh, opt out of gun control. Kevin Sneed and Cardman162004. And uh, he says, uh, forcing people to stand and show respect reeks of uh, statism and communism to me. That's what that's what he says. Um, so I don't I don't usually see that gentleman in here, but hey, we'll let him we'll it's let him have his voice. He's the uh, FBI. Yeah, um, he's the CIA. <laughs> yeah, Scamp nine hundred is in here as well. Josh V says, "What's up, strangers?" And uh, uh, Tank is Tank uh, Carl is saying he. Tank is his nickname. That's what he said. Tank is his nickname. Uh, Mortensen Firearms is in here as well. Uh, SOMD Harley Rider. So South Maryland Har Harley Rider, I guess. I see him. Alexis uh, McElveny. I carry my revolver in uh, single action. And let's see who else. I think that's pretty much it. If I miss someone, let me know and we'll shout you out. 
I don't know if um, it looks like Ryan Jones from Gun Rights Across America. He's almost ready. He's almost ready. You can probably unmute yourself. I don't know if he can unmute himself or not. I think we got it. Oh, there you go. Look at that. What's up, guys? What's up? What's he going of the, on? He of the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> tactical beardedness. He's a ginger. Absolutely. Yes, it, Ryan is a ginger. Now. Yes, you know, just to show you that we allow all the peoples. <laughs> Damn, I like his background. <laughs> it's semi-professional. Okay, try to keep it a little classy here. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little, a little something. You got to represent cool for background. all the people from gun rights across America. There's a bunch of them. Absolutely. If any, if any of you guys are tuning in, did I hope I hope they all knew that you were a ginger before. <laughs> there have been a few pictures leaked out on the internet somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? What's going on, man? <laughs> Not a whole lot, brother. You know, just uh, trying to fight on here in Texas because, man, it's, it's a trip if, uh, after this week and the past couple weeks. So yeah, I can imagine. Yes, absolutely. We'll have a conversation about that as well. Um, Tina, it, Tina is Liberty Cat is also in there shout out to her tacos and french fries says i missed him shout out to him tacos and french fries um nightmare zero three says how could you forget tacos and french fries can't you know my bad my bad um damn i remember the exes just called me out i did the uh wakanda thing wrong here it is gotta do you gotta do it right man (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's going to be anyone from the Wakanda Institute of, uh, of throwing up, throwing up gang signs (laughs) coming to, uh, (laughs) critique you. (laughs) All of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. You got to let the black peoples have something, Lola. You got to let them have Wakanda. You know, you got to let them pretend that, you know. Let us have something. I mean, let you you're gonna start this. You're gonna get me into this early, but <laughs> you know, this is a thing where where the there was some the, according to you know Marvel. Is it Marvel? I think they were Marvel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah Marvel. the Black Panther was Marvel. Yeah, according to Marvel, the the Wakandans stood by whilst everyone else in Africa went into slavery supposedly <laughs> and didn't do a damn thing about it. <laughs> So Y'all can I'm, guess- have them. <laughs> I'm guessing you're celebrating that, right, Rod Mills? No, no. Man, I'm just, um, I'm just <laughs> early, early celebrating a three day weekend, yeah. man. That's people, crazy. I thought people were over that Wakanda thing like a couple of months ago. Did you just watch the the DVD? Is that what is that what's going on? Oh, no, oh no, man, I saw it uh, like the second weekend it came out. So, oh, so why are you throwing it up now? I, I started to do the punching thing like Kevin Dixie, but I was like, oh. well, I didn't want him to come out and say I was biting off of him. So, you know, I said, well, no, hey, no, Wakanda. I don't you know. know. I don't know. OK, I go, to, I go to the gun range and say, Wakanda. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, you got to have a thing, OK? You got to have a thing. Yeah. Let people yeah, I, there. Yes, I guess I got to I got to let Rod have his thing and that. Yeah. Hey, let me. Hey, give me give me just a minute. Dang. Okay. All right. All right. All right fine. You know. So Ryan, yeah. So Ryan, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for Thank making you. it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. So uh, before we get into all this deepness here, this is your first time coming on the show. It's going to be crazy. I yeah. kind of expected it. I kind of expected yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Just so you know. So tell us uh, who you are, and uh, obviously you're involved with gun rights across America. So also, who is gun? Who are the gun rights across Americas? 
Okay, well, let's go through the five-minute elevator speech here. Uh, no, not really. Uh, we're basically a grassroots online organization where we try to get people encouraged to get political in their local areas, but especially pay attention to what's going on nationally. But especially most people realize, well, what can I do in my area? Because, you know, we see all these things on the media, the lovely media that, you know, basically tells us that don't need guns and all this other stuff. But really people, you know, they kind of feel helpless because, you know, they, they kind of put their money towards the NRA. It's like, okay, good, good for them. They're fighting our fight. But what can I do in my area? Because they don't want to just sit there and wait for the NRA to do all their work. Well, we get people encouraged to fight in the state level, their city level, and especially the what most people don't understand is how much their school boards get involved in their gun rights. Now, especially here in Texas, we actually have – uh, the ability to carry on our school campuses. Most people don't realize this, but when people understand that they can, it's all about their school boards and they control that. Now we do have some school districts that have gotten the bright idea and realize, oh wait, maybe we better arm or, and protect our children, you know, that we uh, stay with every day the school year. So once we people get educated on the, the you know, basically the laws that are in their locale, we get people, uh, you know, educated and then energized to go fight that fight so they can have more rights in their area. Especially, like I said, since we're based in Texas, we focus on that. But also in mm -hmm. similar areas, we get people that say, hey, we have this issue in our area. And then so what we do is we try to get say, OK, what are your laws? Because most people, you know, if they have their concealed carry permit if or if, if they're lucky enough to have constitutional carry, then good for them. But, you know, there are a lot of cities that have their own ordinances that they still use. Like uh, here recently, we had uh, one of our friends uh, for open carry Texas, CJ Grisham. He literally just got arrested and is going through legal issues through almost park Texas, where uh, they have a, a, a out of, let me say a legal ordinance. They are still upholding since the 1980s, I believe 89, but in back in, Oh, I'd say when we got concealed carry in the 90s, you know, that basically uh, disallowed that ordinance, but they were still affecting it now in 2018. So we try to get people educated in the stupid laws, ways they can fight those laws and uh, ability to educate more people around them that feel the same way. Because people are like, well, it's the, this is the way it's always been. Well, it doesn't have to be if you get educated and energized to go fight the, it's the stupidity and corruption that are around. Okay. You. That's kind of uh what we do. All right. Very cool. Very cool. And let me just say, if you are waiting for the NRA to come fight for your gun rights, um, you are more likely to have Wakanda come and save your ass. <laughs> so you better you better do you better do like Rob Mills and start throwing up that uh, Wakanda thing if you're waiting for them to come mm. save you. Uh, also, mm. they, I noticed there's some people asking for Walter. Walter took the night off. Walter's been like working on guns and stuff like that. He's busy. And then people are also asking for Babyface. Babyface is giving the um, concealed carry class here. So he's somewhere around here, but he's giving the concealed carry class right now. So you got me, you got Rod Mills, you got Ryan Jones of Gun Rights Across America. Ryan, for people who are interested from, I think I've uh, I've known you guys now for what, like four years or something? It's about that. Yeah, we started up in 2012. So we've been around for okay. a little bit. Yeah, there you go. So a long time. So if people are looking to um, get involved with Gun Rights Across America, what can they do? Where do they go? What website, social media, et cetera? Uh, our Facebook is probably the biggest thing. Uh, it's basically Gun Rights Across America, just Facebook, you know, .com slash 
gun rights across America. And then our Twitter, which I usually run, uh, is uh, GRAA America, just like it sounds. And then mm-hmm. it's how easiest way to get a hold of us because I personally run that. So if you need to get a hold of me, you have any questions, ask us and do, do go for it. All right. Absolutely. Very cool. Um, shout out to CloverTech. I see CloverTech there in the chat. So shout out to him. And uh, uh, we're still getting trolled by that guy that's mad because we're going to complain about the NFL. But you can, you know, hey, uh, I've got no problem. Uh, I don't know. Say? Yeah, I'm just seeing him scrolling up on there. So he's having a good old time. And by the way, Carl, you did not go to the NRA show, right? I'm sorry, not Carl. <laughs> Why am I saying Carl? Ryan. <laughs> Carl. Yeah. Oh, I did. Ryan. Absolutely, I did. Absolutely, I did. You did. Uh, did I see you at the yeah, NRA show? We took a photo and everything. Then why were you telling me that it wasn't you when I saw you at the NRA show? You know, it was, it was me. I was just having a little fun with you. Sorry. Oh, see, I, I told you, Lola, he was messing with me at the show. <laughs> yeah. You got pumped. Yeah, he was. No, he was trying to mess with me. I was like, you know, you look a lot like Ryan Jones. He's like, well, Ryan Jones is not here. And I was like, oh, so all of you dudes, redheads over there. <laughs> There's only one of me, man. There's only one of me. And then I was like, Lolo, why the hell is Ryan telling me that it's, he's not Ryan? So anyway, whatever. <laughs> I just thought I would. I just needed to clear that up for me personally because I'm trying. Lola's like, what are you talking about? And I said, he told me he wasn't Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not Good used one, to it. Lola's not used to your sense of humor yet. So. It's okay. It's all right. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> you know, him and Patrick R will be good together. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Big Dick Willie. Big Dick Willie is also here. <laughs> so shout out to him. Okay. So we've got a couple of things. We we are gonna uh, deep dive into uh, gun rights across America. Lots of stuff. Um, Rod, I don't know if you have any questions. I don't know if the folks out there have questions. We'll get into well, that. Um, I want to let uh, Ryan know that I tried to do this little ghetto ass um, backdrop. I tried to do something like his, and it didn't work. It looks stupid, so I'm gonna just throw it away. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got to have the proper tools to do the proper job. That's what I yeah. figured out. Yeah, so I just threw that crap away, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate that very much. Also, guys, don't forget to hit the thumbs ups. Even if you're trolling us, you can hit the thumbs ups. If you hate us, you can hit the thumbs downs. I don't really, you know, it doesn't really matter. Whatever floats your boat, just, uh, you know, hit some kind of thumbs one way or the other. You know, so there you go. We, you know, we appreciate for the people who do give us the thumbs ups. All right. So, you know what I wanted to do? Uh, if Ryan, if you don't mind, let's jump into this whole NFL thing. Have sure. you seen this? Did you did you catch wind of this in the news? I think I saw something about it. We're basically making the uh, the players uh, stand up for the anthems. That, right. Yeah. Or they're fine. I don't know if they're going to make them do it because they're going to find them. Let me see. I'm going to pull up the article that I have here. And uh, the specific one that I was looking at is in the uh, USA Today says NFL's national anthem policy. Players on field must stand, show respect. Um, So amid repeated protests during the playing of the national anthem over the past two seasons, the NFL on Wednesday passed a revised policy that mandates players and teams personnel uh, present on the sidelines shall stand. And show respect for the flag and the anthem. The revision allows players who would not wish to stand to remain in the locker room. Also under the revision, each franchise will have the power to issue their own policies, which could include fines for players protesting the anthem. Under the conduct, uh, conduct, excuse me, detrimental provision of the league's personal conduct policy. 
So well, uh, it goes deeper than that. Uh, go ahead, Rod. I know you you work with the NFL, right? Right, right. So what's going to happen now is gonna, you're going to have arbitration on this, uh, whereas the uh, the players union, uh, if they start fighting them, you're going to see a big court case on this, uh, you know, with that, because now what they're going to and their argument is going to be that, OK, this is my First Amendment uh, right that you're actually suppressing and you're fining me for doing it. Now, one thing, you know, we have to also look at it like this. I mean. Yeah, true enough, the NFL, uh, it is an entertainment, uh, it's a sport. They are working there. They actually are employees of that particular, uh, of the National Football League and of the team. Um, So the right, the, 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 uh, everybody's saying that, you know, if I did it at my job, I would be fired. Well, you know, and I I like to give it, you know, I'm looking at both sides of it because keep in mind, I served. Um, I was in the Army National Guard. Um, I'm African-American. Uh, I was a military police officer. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking at it from all angles. I'm looking at it from angles that few actually can look at it from. And, you know, just as we want to make sure that we have our Second Amendment right, we also have to make sure that the First Amendment right is um, subjected. And keep in mind, it's not against the law for you to protest uh, the flag, and they're actually not protesting the flag. Just we want to make sure that we get this correct. They are not protesting the flag. What they are protesting is the way that African Americans or people of color have been treated in America. That's where that came from. Uh, and then what the media spin it is okay. They are protesting the flag, which is untrue. Okay. Uh, well, also keep in mind if you're getting fined. For doing something that is your first amendment right how can you get fined i mean that would be like us getting fined for you know having ar-15s that are legal ak-47s or any type of gun uh imagine if we all got fined for having it you know so you know there's nothing more american than the fact that you know you have the right to protest hey when the klu klux klan and uh, the Black Panthers out there protesting. I'm against both of them. But when they're, when they're protesting, the first thing I have to always remind myself is that they're all Americans and they're exercising their rights. OK, now I may not agree with them, uh, but they are exercising their rights. And so they have the freedom to do whatever, as long as it's in a, um, you know, they're not breaking the law. They have the freedom to do so choose. Now, you know, again, uh, I'm all for somebody exercising their First Amendment and Second Amendment and any rights. Uh, so, you know, I kind of look at it from a double-edged a double sword. Now, I stand up. Um, right. I was going to ask you, so what's your yeah. what's your yeah. personal I, thing about this whole I, thing? I, I stand up. And I've always stand stood up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now, by me, uh, my position at the Jaguars, if I wanted to not stand up, um, you know, of course, I could go somewhere and come back and, you know, after the game starts and go from there. But I choose to stand up. I put my hand over my heart. Uh, and, you know, because it's what I believe in. Now, I'm not going to, you know, tell these guys that they're wrong uh, mm-hmm. for believing what they're doing, uh, especially if I know that they're not protesting the flag. It's something else that they're protesting. Now, they were, if they say, no, we're protesting the flag, then I would be against that. Okay. 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 So let's, um, let's dig into this. Let's, Ryan, how do you feel about this? 
Well, I mean, it's like anything. You always have a right to protest in this country. There's nothing wrong with it. I think the problem people have is they forget they're, when they're working for an organization, when a company, because they're basically protesting at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the absolute right to protest anywhere you want to as long as it doesn't interfere with your job because the job has the right to say what you do because you're representing them. And that's the way it's always been. The problem is I don't think people understand that. They think, oh, I, ha- I can always say regardless of what, I, you know, I can say anything at any time, but that is just not the case. You're representing a private organization. And I think if people understood that, they would – the uh, what you say, the uh, – uh, people getting upset and people getting angry at this, you know, it, it would not be as big of a deal because they realize, okay, I can protest outside of my work as much mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. But if I take if I take my politics to work, it's completely up to them what they do with that. Yeah. That so if you yeah, if you decide to work someplace, that place can set rules for you. You don't have to work there. You can choose not to work there or whatever, but they can set rules. Obviously, there's limits on the rules that they can set. You know, they can't sexually harass you and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the way that we have to look at this is compartmentalize the thing. So there's two things. I think Rod was talking about that a little bit, right? So there's right. there's mm-hmm. one, the person's right to, pro- to protest. And then what exactly are they protesting? Um, and well, 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 you know, Hank, let me let me let me um, interrupt real quick, because I'm, okay. I'm gonna, actually going to fill you guys and the audience on something that mm-hmm. most most folks don't know about the NFL. Okay. Uh, and understand this, that players didn't start uh, standing up for the national anthem until 2009. Uh, what happened was, is that the military and the NFL struck a deal, whereas uh it's all about promotion. Uh, when you see where, where they stop doing it now, but there used to be a time where they would, you know, after the national anthem, they would have a flyover on, and they still do it actually uh, for NFL games. They'll have a flyover. Well, what happened was is that, you know, the NFL is basically, you know, charging the military to go ahead and do that. So there's money in this. Understand this. What do you? agree or disagree it's all about money okay the nfl is basically losing sponsorship which is money okay they're looking there people are not um there's a black eye because people are not showing up to the games they're not selling out like they used to again money okay so first and foremost we can you know hey we can be patriotic all we want to but when the nfl comes around it's all about money okay money first Everything else second. Okay. okay. Understand that. Yeah. So well, the thing the thing that I'd like to do to try to break it down and have a discussion about it is I think we've we should compartmentalize some of the things that are going on. So I think one, the FFL, the NFL, like you said, I'm not even into sports. I don't watch football. I can give two craps there, but we all pay attention to these kinds of things when certain things happen, right? Right. And uh, I think people are paying attention to it because they're like these guys are um you know, they think they're challenging their patriotism or they're challenging America itself. So, one, if the NFL makes money, why do they make money? They make money because people go to those games or they broadcast the games. People buy broadcast rights. Yeah. yeah, people buy their merchandise and all exactly. that kind of stuff. They make money from it. Football mm-hmm. is supposed to be an American thing, regardless mm-hmm. of when the tradition started of, of um, you know, of, of showing some kind of respect for the flag and the national anthem. 
whether it's a new thing or an old thing, if most of the people in America react to that. So I think one of the people who really everyone's looking at here is Kaepernick, right? Kaepernick, yeah. Yeah. So when people react to that and say, oh, you know, this I, I have a problem with this guy doing this and and mm-hmm. and basically saying, you know, screw America in this moment mm-hmm. when I don't feel I don't feel that that that's the right way to go about it mm-hmm. or they don't like where he's choosing to do it. The, mm-hmm. Just like he may have the right to protest. Mm-hmm. People have the right to go. Yeah, I don't like that. Right, and if exactly. they take their money out of it and if the NFL realizes that they're going to suffer money wise because the audience doesn't like that, then they have to make a decision. And therefore, they have the right to put those to put those restrictions on the players and the players could choose to deal with it or deal with the fines or do whatever it is. There's lots of people having rights here in mm-hmm. terms of being able to protest and do things. And people have the right to say, you know what? I don't like that. I think more so with the players, um, their situation is where they're saying that, hey, look, okay, if you guys don't want us to do this, fine. But you you're not doing anything. You don't, you don't, you're you you have the NFL is a a, a conglomerate as far as when it comes to media is concerned. And with Colin Kaepernick, who is uh mixed raced, okay, his mother is white, his dad is black. Uh, understand this, and they, you can't because you a lot of people in the media like to spin it was a black against white thing, which is not okay. This guy has got a little bit of both in him, okay. Also, the fact that just as um, let me, let me let's go back to the media real quick, and I'm going to show you how the media does things with the um, the gun world. You very rarely ever see when. Uh, there's an active shooter situation and there's a guy, a civilian or a police officer that stops it. That doesn't make big news versus the blood and gore of one person killing many and and then that's it. Okay. With Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know the things that he's done as far as um, uh, putting out his own money uh, to actually uh, help uh, homeless people uh, and, and this is stuff that a lot of people don't even realize. And I know it's kind of getting off of the, the national anthem thing, but a lot of people want to paint, paint him as being a bad guy. And this guy really isn't a bad guy. He just basically did what Kurt Flood did. Uh, and if you guys don't know who Kurt Flood is, I'm, I'm not going to even go into that. Uh, he was a major league baseball player. He's the first one that basically said that, hey, you know what? We should be able to get free agency in professional sports. Okay. Uh, look at Martin Luther, uh, not, not Martin Luther, Muhammad Ali. Okay, uh, he actually said, "Hey, look, I am not going to uh, the Vietnam War. You know, I refuse to fight. You know, so and he paid a price for that. He did pay a price for that. Yeah, yeah. But, you can stand up for something, but then you can't mm-hmm. get mad if you have to pay a price for what you stand up for because you stand up. You're trying to make a sacrifice, and you're that means you're willing to take, you know, to take some kind of backlash over it. You can't get." You can't get mad or cry further racism, in my opinion, whatever it is, when people come down against you. I'm right. not I, I mean, we, we could have the discussion about whether or not it's right to stand up and say, hey, Amer- people in America, these kinds of people in America getting treated badly. But the thing is, is that regardless of whether he's black or white or mixed or not mixed, any football player, if you had a gay football player that thinks America treats gay people bad and he was doing the same thing, we're all going to be mad. Okay, so whoever it is that that wants to come down against America, most of us that are Americans will go, oh, okay. at this. Why do you choose this point to to protest something? 
You know, why are you choosing this thing? Why are you choosing when the anthem is being played? When, mm-hmm. you know, when we're when we're respecting the American flag to mm-hmm. protest when there's lots of other opportunities as a football player that you would have or any anyone out there that there's lots of opportunities that you would have to say, hey, there's a lot of terrible, unfair things going on in America. Overall, overall, I'm not I don't think America's perfect at all. Right. But overall in the world. Even if you count African nations, okay, or countries that are that are run by black people and have a majority of black people, where do you think in the world black people are treated the best? Do you think they're treated the best in Africa or in America? I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I've never been. Well, I could tell you. I could tell you. It does. It, it, America is the place that all people are treated better than anywhere else. Mm. anywhere else as a as a black man he would have less rights i saw stuff like he was in ghana lola's from ghana he was in ghana and they were like you know dancing with him and all that kind of stuff because he has money Mm -hmm. if he was just a regular dude in africa he would have nothing yeah he would be treated worse than that Mm -hmm. people could do things to him and bury his body somewhere and do this to this to them and that to them if you don't believe me just look at the news this is the stuff that happens i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that america is awesome and it treats everyone awesomely and there aren't problems but overall america is a better place than lots of other than everything else in the rest of the world why would you choose this particular venue to go after america as a whole and what it stands for when it's doing better for for all people including people of color and black people okay or people of african descent than anywhere else in the world that's the thing you have lots of opportunities to Mm -hmm. to go after it Ryan, I want to let you know we we ain't forgot you, bro. We, we, yeah, <laughs> oh, you're gonna be fine. No, you're gonna have to. You're it's gonna a, have it's to. It's a current in, topic, right? absolutely. It's a current yeah. topic today. I mean, that's that's the funny thing about we were only old, you know 200 plus years old, but the fact is we're, we're it's still the best. You know, the, the one of the youngest countries in the history of the planet, but yet we still have the most freedom out of enemy around. So people want to say, oh, it's bad here, it's bad for this. Well, we're a giant melting pot with only two centuries mm-hmm. going on. So the fact that everything's going to be perfect in two centuries, I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Just look <laughs> at the history. I mean, look at look at other countries around the world. We just, we just celebrated last weekend, Rod, in England. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated in England last weekend because some prince in England married some chick who's like, you know, half black or half white or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, that's so awesome. You know, what the hell are we talking? I remember when Obama was running in America and people from England were saying, yeah, America needs to get like a black president. And I was saying to them, oh, really? Because I have relatives in England. I've lived in England. And people were telling me that. And I was like, you know what? Uh, maybe we do. It's just like how you guys had that black prime minister. Remember that? And they were like, what What, what are you talking about? Never well, had, had a black- be- They never had a black prime minister. Oh, okay. That's the <laughs> joke. Like- that's oh, okay. the point that I'm making to you. Yeah. This this is like these are people over there. They, it's like some kind of celebration. I think it's not. It wasn't even a celebration of that. The celebration was that one of these princes got married and then there's a whole bunch of chicks that are jealous. They didn't get to marry a prince or whatever kind of bullshit was going on there. How are those places? This is why, like, I think the the important part of this that we should look at. Other than the like, I think what's happening here is people are mad because he's choosing to go against the flag. The other part of it is, do people feel like they're being treated, you know, like, do you think people are disproportionately or black people are disproportionately treated bad in America? You're an American. You were born here, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, You know, do do you believe that? I actually do. 
Um, okay. I believe that there there is. Um, uh, I think this is more so, man. Uh, it's ingrained in all of us. Uh, but the main thing is that I'm glad that I'm a part of a group of people. And like, I think I can't remember who I was telling to this the other day that I'm like, man, you know what? When I come into this group here, although we have all different races in this, this podcast, we all think it's one. Okay. And, you know, like when I, James Ledger opt out. You know, for the most uh, part, for the most part, like any other like like any other group of people in the world or anywhere Mm -hmm. else, uh, gun guys, Mm -hmm. um, we're normal people. And most of us don't care about those things, especially in this day and age. Most of us are over that. But there's some people who there's some people who um, subscribe to those thoughts still. You know, there's still some racist people out there on both sides. There's some black there's some black people who are uh, are pro gun and they're racist. Yeah, there's some there's some white dudes who don't want to see black people with guns or whatever. And that Mm -hmm. happens to us as a group, just like it happens in America, just like it happens Mm -hmm. in the world. The the, the question that I was asking you, and I'm not trying to knock your response to it, is Mm -hmm. do you feel as a black person that you are treated worse in America. And if you were, if you were in, in an African oh, no. nation that you would somehow oh, no. be treated better. Oh, no, no. Cause when people always, you know, I hear people saying, well, we ought to go back to Africa. I'm like, I'm not going over there. You know I mean? <laughs> shit. I've been there. I've been there. Hell, so. I love my AC. I like cable. <laughs> Hell, I like my internet. You know, I there, make all those good- things exist in Africa, man. Come on now. <laughs> Hey, hey, but I mean, I, I, hey, I like being able to get in my car and ride down the street and no, do everything. No, you know what you like? You know what you like having? You know what What's you that? like having, Ron? You What's like that? having rights, my friend. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, and <laughs> you like I having love- some rights that you would not have. I'm telling I I lived in Nigeria. OK, mm-hmm. I lived in Nigeria. Lola was born in Ghana. OK, you you would not have this. I'm not saying there's people there's people in Africa that live literally like kings. All the bullshit that we looked at at Black Panther. I like Black Panther itself as a movie, right? Mm-hmm. All that stuff that we looked at in there, there's some people in Africa who live like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, what would happen is if you were not born with those things, you could you could achieve it, but it would be incredibly difficult. And in those places, you don't have the same rights that you have in America. So I'm not saying that horrible things haven't happened in America. You know, obviously America, the, the biggest thing I think for black Americans and even people from the Caribbean, I'm from the Caribbean, is slavery, okay? Mm-hmm. But let's ask, you know, let's ask ourselves like where that whole thing came from, right? The huge, right, right, the, right. the huge percent of slavery was not some white people that went to Africa and just kidnapped a whole entire nation mm-hmm. of people and, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's amazing. Africa. We were talking about that in the barbershop uh, last week. Um, and I said the same thing. I said that, you know, and not to give her, we're not, we, I don't want to get too far off, uh, today's topic, but, uh, you know, there wasn't a couple of guys, white guys and boats that came over there and took over a whole damn continent. You can't okay? do it. It doesn't matter how much guns, it doesn't matter how much guns these guys had. And we're talking about hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So they didn't yeah. have high technology, but they did have guns mm-hmm. and yeah. they did have this technology where on mass they could, 
they could um, move over to a place and they can bring, you know, they can bring people. But what basically happened is that Africans sold their own brothers and sisters into yeah, slavery. Exactly. I'm, tell, I'm telling you that if people yeah. if people in America don't do, know that, then they need to go research that and find that out. So they sold their own people into slavery. And then obviously people were mistreated. That's what happens in slavery. Mm-hmm. You never heard the stories of slavery that happened to all the other races on the planet. And they were like, oh, my God, it was so awesome to be a slave. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, when Kanye, that, when Kanye said that slaves had a choice, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, now let's understand this. When they abolished slavery, slavery, uh, keep in mind, you didn't just have everybody just leaving the damn plantation uh, saying, oh, hey, we're slaves. We're, I mean, we're former slaves. We're, no, they stayed on the plantation because, understand this, they felt that they stayed because of what felt comfortable uh, with them. That was their home at that time. Okay? They were conditioned. They were conditioned. Yeah. I think yeah, I, it was I, conditioned. I don't but, know what Kanye meant, but I'm going to tell you that slavery is not a choice when you don't have an ability to fight back and to be free. Right. right. When you don't have a mechanism, this brings it back around to the whole gun thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a mechanism to be free, then mm-hmm. it's not a choice. If you have a mechanism to be free and you choose to either stay a slave or stay there on the plantation, that's a choice. But also what we're facing right now in America is that people have rights like in America. You have the right to the Second Amendment. You don't have that anywhere else in the world. There's nowhere else in the world that you could say, oh, you know what? These people have had this thing for um, there's other places where you could have guns and all that. I wouldn't deny that. But you have this in America and people in America, whether they're black or not black or whatever categories they want to put themselves into, they are choosing to give that up. There's lots of black people. There's lots of these same football players. There's lots of people like Colin Kaepernick that want to, by choice, give away the right to own guns. And then do you know who gets locked up first? Do you know who who's going to go to jail first with, with those new gun laws that they want to create? People that look just like him or that look like you or look like me. That is a choice to be a slave. Well, if people would actually learn history of the Jim Crow laws, the first uh, gun control laws were for recently freed slaves. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. 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 So the thing the thing about this whole thing, I mean, I listen, I do understand. I think that people there's still there's still things happening in America that are not right, you know, and, and people have issues and all that kind of stuff. But those things are happening all over the world. All over the world. We were talking, I was talking to, I don't know if you were here, uh, Rod, but we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how in England, all these people who came from the Caribbean who were born, like my parents were born British citizens. They were born British citizens and then they went to England. But a few years before they went there, a lot of the people in um, in Guyana decided to, to uh, claim their sovereignty. So they gave up their British citizenship, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all these people from the Caribbean, from Jamaica, from Guyana and Trinidad and all over. They went to England. They've been working there and doing all these things. And now that those people are retiring after they've built up this nation, they're, they're running into problems in England. And and the and the British are saying, yeah, you don't really have the right to be here. They want to deport some people that have been there for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. But yet we're thinking, like, if you're in America and you're stuck here and you don't go anywhere else, and you look at it, you think, oh man, this is like the world's horrible because you know everyone's against me. They enslave my people, and they're still doing this thing to me. And you don't realize that all people in the world suffer, and yeah. the only thing that you have to push back. A lot of these guys every day are working against that. If you if things were really that bad here, if your community is really that bad, 
and you don't want the police to protect your community because you think, oh, this is a bunch of white guys. And when they come in here, they just kill us indiscriminately. Then you defend your community. You get rid of the bad guys in there. Guess what? You're going to have to kill some people because yeah. some people in your community are going to be bad guys and they're going to be vicious and their asses need to be taken out. That's just yeah. that's yeah. just the reality of what's going on. You know, now, does that mean that there's not someone who gets, you know, of course, there are people who should never get treated in a certain way. But it's not just us who get treated like that. This is happening all the time. All the time. Right. And there's reasons why this happened. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm not trying to. Oh, no, you're 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 standing on your podium. This I'm just not just like, yep, exactly what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I think. Preach on, brother, preach on. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I just think there's certain things here. I think we have lots of opportunities to protest things and push back against things, you know, and, and say like, hey, this thing's happening is horrible and try to do something about it. But a lot of it to me is bullshit. And to. For me, having lived in other places, being born in Guyana and living there, living in England as I did. And I know a lot of people think that place is awesome. It's not awesome. Saw racism there. I lived in Africa. I I'm telling you, I saw a shit ton of racism in Africa from other black people. You know, I'm married to an African woman and Africans hate me, including people in her family. And when they get mad, they're like, yeah, you know, you guys are the garbage that we threw away. That's how you wound up in slavery. You were garbage. You didn't matter to us. Mm -hmm. Like, People never fucking watch Shaka Zulu. That's what Shaka Zulu is about. He was he was the one dude who was like, yeah, you can't let these people come here and take our brothers and sisters. You know, so I think the problem here is people don't really understand history. They don't understand history. And then they're trying to fix things. I get it. I want to fix stuff, too. But let's fix things the right way. And the wrong way is when you start going, yeah, we got to take the guns away. <laughs> because well, we if start- you go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Start limiting freedoms to fix things that are wrong. It's like, what are you doing? You're completely at the antithesis of what this country was based on is maximum freedom. And we say because, oh, well, you some people can't you know, abuse that freedom. Yet you're going to you know, basically uh, uh, take all the freedom away from everyone just because, you know, some people abuse that. I'm sorry. That's just wrong. Inherently wrong. Yeah. And that's what you have to look at overall. Like, this is my opinion. Overall, when you look at guys like Kaepernick and a bunch of other guys in the NFL, they're just trying to please the people in Hollywood and the celebrities. They just want to go to the parties. That's my opinion. If you look at what happened with um, if you look at this thing that happened with Coleon Noir and Killer Mike from uh, the group Run the Jewels, when they were sit when they sat down and they were having a conversation about guns as two black guys. They had a real genuine conversation. I looked at that whole thing. The NRA put that up. You guys know I'm not a fan of the NRA, right? But they put up that whole conversation. I looked at it and I agreed with most of what Killer Mike was saying, except he's a freaking like Marxist and shit like that. And don't uh, don't agree with that bullshit. But I agreed with what he was saying. And he was trying to say, hey, this stuff is going to imprison us. And, you know, he was talking about how he believed in guns and all that kind of stuff and acknowledging that places like the NRA help that. And then... When when Hollywood pushed back, he totally turned. He did a you know he did a a, a one eight turtle. He absolutely yeah. turtled. Yeah, and that's that's horrible to me because that was an opportunity to really try to do something here. If you make people independent, you make them able to stand up, you make them able to defend their own communities and all that kind of stuff. Then then you'll have nothing but respect. You know, one thing that I believe in is the Second Amendment and the fact that an armed society is a polite society. 
Okay. And if you want to change all these things that are happening, why would you attack the symbols of what gives you the right to do that? And then at the same time, turn around and go, yeah, all these problems because of guns. We've got to take the guns from people. You know, it's short sighted. It's absolutely it's a lack of education. That's exactly what it, it's a complete lack of education. If you ever try to uh, talk to an anti-gunner about what even a gun is, I mean, they have so many terms, they have no idea what they're talking about. And it was like, it's just stunning. These people want to take it with the guns away, but they have no idea about the thing they're even talking about other than, well, this happens with this, you know, the gun causes this. And you know, they try to like, how does an animal object cause problems? It's simply a tool. It's these people that you know have whatever issues said well this is the solution i must do it with this object but the problem is is like if you if you're coming talking to people with such ignorance how do you how can you properly solve a problem when they're so ignorant that's yeah. the problem right uh is that you rod what are you listening to is that man man i was listening to randy watson man i'm sorry oh, really are we boring are we boring? no 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 Seriously. <laughs> for some reason i was looking at your hair and i thought about randy watson oh, oh my gosh all right whatever so the, here's here's the thing like rod do you think i mean i know let i mean let's talk about the things that people you know the, the problems that people have in america what do you think is like do you think that do you really think that if someone takes a knee when the anthem is being played or disrespects the flag, do you think that has that there's anything in that that's going to help solve the problem that any that people have in America or any specific group has in America? Well, we can look at it. Has it helped at all uh, so far? Yeah, what uh, he's done, has it helped anything? No, nah, because keep in mind what originally when that started, uh, that was about the uh, it was around the time when uh, the guy, the police officer killed the guy up there where Kevin lives. Um, and um, I can't think of the guy's name, the police officer that uh, Ferguson. OK, mm-hmm. that's that actually is what spearheaded. And then keep in mind with all the African-Americans that were getting killed by police. Uh, and, you know, keep in mind, we now have uh, cameras everywhere and media everywhere uh, to be able to see this. Now, one thing I will say that this ain't nothing new. This has been going on for, you know, for, you know, however long police have been out there, probably. Right. Uh, now it's to the forefront now to where we would actually see it. OK, uh, now. It started then, like, I mean, we're, you still got black guys getting killed by the police. So, or, or you know, there was an NFL player that uh, got choked out by the police uh, a couple of weeks ago and the, the officer got fired. Uh, so basically, have we had any, rip- have we had any white people killed by the police in that time? Oh, sure. I'm sure, I'm sure they have been, but it's not publicized uh-huh. oh, because okay. the media, the media doesn't publicize that. They publicize Black people getting killed by the police. Not saying that. And I I think that people unjustly, first of all, there's there's some people who justly get killed by the police. Oh, yeah. There's some people who unjustly get get killed. Yeah, there's some people who unjustly get killed by the police and there's Mm -hmm. some middle ground and all that kind of stuff. But we Mm -hmm. still have that problem. What's what's is is there a solution to that? Well, I mean, actually, I mean, I would hate to say that there probably isn't going to ever be a solution to it. Uh, but look, thinking about this, Hank, what the one of the, the videos that has your most views, what is it? That time when you got stopped by driving while being strange, right? 
Right. Uh huh. Is that is that like your number one um, YouTube video? No, it's not my number one. My number one video it's up there. is a, it's a how it's made video with Sam Andrews, and that's like half a million. But that one's up there. I think it's I don't know, yeah, like hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand views. Or so something. why do why do you think people look at that? Because it's a it's an issue. It's something mm-hmm. that that I think lots of people identify with. And right. what I'm saying, even Ryan, I'm asking you that particular issue, like. Is there something that we could do about that issue of police officers killing people? I mean, really, I believe it's a training issue. I mean, instead of having the first thought going to your gun and shooting, I mean, you have to, I mean, yes, there's, there's obviously force on force is important, but I think the quick reaction and uh, p- uh, police officers either having a lack of training or the, the wrong people are police officers where, they don't know how to handle that stress, but yeah, they've had training. But when the, the shit hits the fan and they have to act in a panic situation, the, rather than talking to people and talking them down and using de-escalation techniques, the first thought of modern policing, at least where I'm concerned, uh, of, aware of, is you know pull gun, shoot first, and ask questions later. Rather than trying to de-escalate situations when it comes to like uh, domestic disputes, uh, a warrant issue, because a lot of these times is people having warrants or, you know, they committed a crime, but, you know, they're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, I got the worst thing in the world is like going to get arrested. And then Mm -hmm. or it's we're like, okay, yes, we have to do our job, but that we're not going to harm you. And then I think the problem is, is that there has been such a history of police corruption, of uh, police abuse, that until government itself completely overturns how police react from everyday situations rather than like i said you know the I, mentality of we're, the only the only thing that matters is going home at the end of the day well that's all well and good but if you're hurting people because of that policy then you have to change the mindset yeah I think I agree with you. I think there's multiple things. There's not one thing. There's multiple things that we have to do. We have to look look at that stuff. Uh, We can go down the list. First of all, everyone should not be eligible to be a police officer. (laughs) That's the first thing. It takes longer to be a teacher than to be a police officer. Yeah, but there's so many things here and everyone shouldn't be eligible. So um, so we can we can start just on a sexual level. Right. Mm-hmm. Men and women react to things differently. So that doesn't mean that women should should not be police officers. But you should look at there's men who can't handle stress either at all. And there's women that can handle stress way better than than uh, most men. So and when you're dealing with people, you have to deal that this is a stressful job. Right. And if mm-hmm. you take this job, I think that you're taking this job knowing that you're going into a dangerous job and you might not go home. So even, even, you know, even right there is a problem. Even before that, let's think about this. Maybe everyone should be able to defend themselves everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then we wouldn't need to have like everyone be a police officer. Then when we have police officers, we screen them and we think about who they are. Can they handle stress? Okay, they can handle the stress now. All right, let's train them. Let's make sure they're properly educated, trained, uh, compensated for the risks that they take and so on. Let's not have police officers there trying to justify their existence by going around just messing with people and then creating circumstances where things are going to go wrong. There's a, there's a ton of stuff. In my case, Rod, you brought up my case. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there, there's a, there was 
if anyone people I know a lot of people look at that story. There's a black family that every year I didn't know this because I live here. I go about my business. I make videos. And there's a black family that every year on Easter Sunday, they have parties and there's a whole bunch of people. And those people that come into those parties go and rob stores and do this thing and do that thing. And so the police, the police department's way of dealing with that is go out there and pull over every black person that drives down like a main highway. Mm. Right. Not the road right next to where these guys are having their party, a main highway that everyone has to go through that to go about their business and do what they're doing. So that's how they got into that situation with me. That's not a that's not a way to deal with a situation like that. Right. That's not the way to deal with that situation. So that's borderline harassment. Right. Exactly. And something was bound to happen. And probably the best thing that could happen. uh, I don't know. Ryan went super dark now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> he's in the dark he's and the his closet. beard his beard is not glowing <laughs> but, um, you know the the best way to deal with that situation well there's several ways to deal with that but there wasn't the best way that they went about it to just pull everyone off over that's going down this road and that's probably the best thing that could happen that could have gone a lot worse and after i put up that video those guys got retrained all kinds of stuff happened but i was looking for them to do that again every year and they did it because if they did it again every year I would go in there and let's see, like, okay, let's see who they're pulling over all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the video, there's other people that pulled over with me and they let those people go. I was in the middle. Someone was behind me. Someone was in front of me, but they were specifically going after me. So all those kinds of things are unnecessary things that you have happening that create circumstances that things go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And also to piggyback on that, um, you got to ask yourself this. Like, okay, I carry. You as a black man, you carry. Now, think about this. What if you would have had, uh, you would have been carrying while you had uh, a gun in your waistband uh, while you got stopped? Think about how that could have went wrong. Yeah, I was uh, carrying. I was carrying. I did have a gun in my my. Now, I can't remember the video, but did you inform a uh, police officer that you? Yeah, I did. I did. Well, now, what was their reaction when you did that? Um, He wanted to disarm me. Okay, so did he disarm you? Yeah, he did. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. And how did they do it? Did did they say what did they say to you, and what procedural uh, procedures did they go through with doing that? Um, Well, they, you know, technically, if I wasn't break, if I wasn't uh, committing a crime or getting arrested, Mm -hmm. then they. You know, they didn't have the right to disarm me. They asked me, they tried several ways because they said they didn't feel comfortable. I told them that I didn't feel comfortable. (laughs) You know, they were in body armor and stuff like that. And I didn't feel comfortable. But ultimately, I let them disarm me. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, I didn't want to get into a whole thing and start carrying on about my rights and all that kind of stuff versus Mm -hmm. just going home. That's one of the things they got retrained over. Because if I wasn't committing a crime, if I wasn't getting arrested and I was legally uh, if I had a CCW, they didn't need to disarm me. And if I say, hey, I don't want to be disarmed, they're supposed to leave it there. But obviously this particular guy kept going. You know, I've got I've got I I have friends. I know people that are on that police department. Mm -hmm. okay. and I talk to them all the time about this. And honestly, that guy was just being a dick. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like I told you There's some dudes. Most of the mm -hmm. people in police departments are good Mm -hmm. dudes, man. I see these guys all. I live there. I see these guys all the time. That was like Mm -hmm. one time that there was a thing that happened. And it's just the way that that guy dealt with the situation. And if I decided to be a dick, now you have a perfect storm of dicks. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And but you got to ask yourself this. You got to ask yourself this, though. Okay, it's all right. Okay, if one guy's a dick, okay, cool. All right. But if you got everybody behind behind him supporting him, now you got a whole bunch of dicks. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where I think this situation comes in with uh, policing and because a lot of guys don't want to cross that thin blue line. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't want to uh, get to the point where uh, they're the one that outed somebody. Okay. Because, you know, you, you got to understand that you may need that guy next to you uh, to, de- to defend your life, you know, at any point. Okay, Uh, but the main thing is also you cannot support this guy either. So they have to police themselves within their own ranks. Okay, first before anything, because you can put all the uh, rules and regulations out there. Body cameras. Anybody ever wonder why now that hey, body cameras suspiciously um, all of a sudden uh, they get turned off? Okay. Uh, Oh, uh, cameras on the front of the police car. Uh, you know, the, uh, another thing they do now is I'm not saying all police do this, but uh, if you're looking to do something where you know that's not going to be ethical, raise the hood. You know, I mean, there's just different things that, you know, they have to the police have to police themselves first. When I was growing up, we used to have a cop that used to always come into the class and we called him. He, his name was Officer Friendly. OK, he would come out, pass out candy and, you know. We were, as a kid, you know, my generation in the 70s, hell, we thought police officers were cool and friendly. They get to drive fast. Man, they get to have all kind of blue sirens going. That's what we thought about police. when. And I grew up in the hood, okay? I didn't grow up in suburbia. I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it depends on each department, basically. And, and I majored in criminal justice in college. Uh, pol- community policing is absolutely imperative. You know, when it comes to policing your community, uh, there we had a, uh, a sheriff here in, in Jacksonville where it was mandatory that uh, I think maybe once a month that his police officers get out of their car, their squad car, and they walk the neighborhood and they greet and they talk to different people. And so everybody knows you. OK, so you're not just this guy that's riding around in the car uh, and the uh, windows are up. And nobody knows you. You don't know them. Uh, they don't know you. Yeah. You know the but, best time. The the best way. The best thing that you know when you like a Andy Griffith. Okay, and, and I know that's a fictional character. Okay, but everybody in Mayberry knew who Andy was. Okay, just like your community. If you're a police officer, everybody in your community should know who you are. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I. You know what? I agree with you. I think that there's there, there's multiple things that you have to do to change uh, situations like this. There's mm-hmm. multiple people that have to be involved in it. But mm-hmm. you know, and, and we we obviously can't solve it here. But right. let's just look at a couple of things. Let me ask this question. But I'm not going to ask you first, Rod, because mm-hmm. um, you know obviously you don't have any problem speaking. We got we got to get. You know, we can't we can't discriminate against the gingers here too much. YouTube could definitely strike us for that. <laughs> so let me, I'm going to ask the ultimate minority, sir. Thank you. Very yes. Much. Yes. yes. So let me ask Ryan this first. Ryan, do you think it would make, let's just talk about a couple of things that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would like these kinds of situations would make a difference in a community if the people who lived in the community were the ones who were in the police department? So in other words, let's say we're talking about a black community here or a Latino community. Mm-hmm. Uh, predominantly, if the people on the police force were predominantly Latino or black, 
Do you think that would make a difference? I mean, it would help slightly, but like I said, I think it all goes back into the organ organizational mindset. How are you training these police? You know, because you you'd have any kind of color skin and still be corrupt. That's that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, when you or you could still be a bully. You could still like yeah. bullying oh, absolutely. People. And I yeah. think, like I said, when you don't properly screen who you're letting in and being police. You know, it's like if you don't do like a full, hey, was this guy an asshole in high school, college, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if you don't do a proper check on these people, oh, well, he didn't commit any crimes. And you do like a five minute sit down for a psychological profile. And you, any any anyone can tell you, he's like, you, you can lie your ass off for five minutes if you're good enough. Oh, but yeah. if, if if it's if it's known and this guy has issues of authoritative issues where he needs to be in control, like if you have these people that get into the door and it's obvious because they're making mistakes on the street and, and probably somewhere somewhere along the line when they are doing the, the vetting of these people, somebody screwed up somewhere and says this guy shouldn't be a cop. Or it's the fact of, well, we need cops, and these people are the only ones that are showing up. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you, somewhere along the line, you need to either pay them more to get the proper right people that were willing to sacrifice or willing to put themselves in, in harm's way for other people. And the fact of you have to stop with like these diversity hires that's like, well, it needs to be so many black people, so many gay people. I'm sorry. This so, many women. So, people. <laughs> so many women. And like, I'm sorry if you, you need the right people to do the job. And yep. if that offends people, you have to understand it's not a normal, hey, it's not an office environment you're going into. You're having to enforce the law against people that want to break it. This is a mm -hmm. completely different environment. This is not, you know, you're going to work for uh, an insurance company. That I understand. Okay, that's a private organization. But this is a government organization which handles criminals. This is a completely yeah. indifferent In which you authorize the people to kill. Because Absolutely. Once, you get to the, once you get to the point where someone gets killed, it is very difficult to get a conviction on that person because they are a police officer, right? And they're, they're somewhat indemnified to kill people. Mm -hmm. But you don't want them to just go out there willy-nilly thinking they're James Bond and let's kill everyone. Mm -hmm. You want them to do that when they, when they, when they need to. Right. When they right. have to. But you don't you don't want to create these um, you don't want to create these uh, si these type of situations that people are talking about. But regardless of what you do, regardless of who who polices a community, um, if you have an all black community and you have an all black police department, some people are going to get killed and some people are going to get killed justly. And some people are going to get killed unjustly. Mm -hmm. So I think ultimately all of this has to start with people policing themselves and policing their own communities or, or us people in general having it's like here in Florida. Right. There's not massive police departments like you would find in New York City, for example. There may be, you know, in some in some communities in Florida, like if you're in West Palm Beach or Miami, there's a there's a crap ton of police officers. But for the most part, it's not massive uh, police departments. OK, when you have massive police departments, these guys are looking for a, a way to rationalize why they exist, you know, but you got to you, you have to start dealing with those kinds of things, I think, if you're going to change anything. Rod, do you think that if the do you think if um, if you had a community, for example, black community, if you had black police officers, do you think all of this stuff would go away? Hell, you can look at Atlanta. I mean, the, ma uh, the majority of their police department is black. Um, and uh, the majority of Atlanta, Georgia is black. Uh, they still have police shootings there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, people still get killed. Now, I can't remember seeing any news where it was uh, any high profile 
cases where anybody got killed unjustly. And but you know what? You probably won't see that because guess what? The media doesn't that that doesn't do anything for the media. Oh, a black cop killed another uh, a black citizen. You know, that's not that doesn't give you ratings. And you got to understand also again, money. Okay, what drives viewers? Controversy. These type mm-hmm. things. Um, hell, look at like I say, look at school shootings. Yeah. You don't you don't get a lot of. We had matter of fact. Let me just give you guys a story. We just my high school. We had a uh, an instructor. Uh, there was a uh, a fight on campus, and one of the relatives of the kids that were fighting came on campus with a gun. A lady, okay, okay. and um, one of the teachers. Uh, was trying to break up the fight and notice the adult there with their hand in a bag uh, and notice the gun in there. So that what the teacher did was um, remove the, the person, the adult with the gun. And then at that point, uh, the, the school resource officer came and intervened. Uh, but you don't hear about stuff like that. I mean, because guess what? That's not going to, that's uh, the, the uh, media has a, uh, a rating system called Sweeps every year. I'm sure you heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sweeps is how they're determined upon um, how many viewers they get and, you know, how good or how bad they are. Okay. Uh, so things like that, they, that doesn't drive uh, ratings. It doesn't drive viewerships. Uh, only when you get some kid uh, or somebody uh, where they did a mass shooting and nobody saved anybody. You know, so I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that the media doesn't cover things. I saw here, and like it's the same thing when it comes to stand your ground. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a stand your ground case here where a white guy kills a black person, you know, um, and it's a stand your ground case, everyone says take down stand your ground. Stand your ground right. keeps a lot of black people in Florida from going to jail. And there was a story here in Gainesville where, uh, uh, you know, this black couple. A guy was trying to break into their hotel room, uh, ex-boyfriend or something like that. And the, the guy shot him. The guy in the hotel room shot him, killed him. Mm-hmm. And and he never went to jail. They didn't even take his gun from him because of stand your ground. But that's not going to make national news because nope. everyone involved right. is black. So how come then we don't have these uh, celebrities, <laughs> you know, people like Kaepernick, how come they don't boycott how come they don't take a knee when someone puts a, a, a camera in their face or a microphone? Right. Why don't they or, use to talk to the media until the media starts dealing with something or doing or d- doing this properly? Why do they go against mm-hmm. the thing that ultimately represents what gives us the freedoms? Also, you got to understand this. The, the gun deaths that are happening in major cities like uh, Chicago and St. Louis, uh, data that. You hardly ever hear. I mean, you may hear about that on the last page of a newspaper, so to say, mm-hmm. so to speak, tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that doesn't drive viewership. Yeah, nobody cares about right. that, and no one They're, talks about that. That is that is people who look like each other killing each right. other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that doesn't drive any type of ratings. Or anything I can guarantee you, there are more people dying uh, in uh, the streets of Chicago than there are. Uh, it dwarfs. The amount of uh, 
mass shootings in schools. Okay. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? let, me t- let me take a quick break here to do some stuff. Please, guys, uh, if you think we're having a good conversation here, give us some thumbs up. If you hate us, you can thumbs down us, too. We got we got more than a Hater. few thumbs down. It's fine. Hater. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we'll take it. I'm, I'm OK with it. You know, but um, if you can, if you can give us some uh, thumbs ups, we appreciate it. I think we have close to 200 people watching right now so we can definitely get to 200 thumbs ups the other thing i want to do brian quick had a good comment here so i just want to you know i'm not ignoring we're kind of having like a nice brisk conversation a polite way of putting it here uh brian quick says he's a bail bonding agent uh slash recovery and he has a little little different perception of crime we've made almost everything illegal including walking across the street in the wrong spot. So how much does that play in a lot of what's going on here? Like every damn thing is illegal. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this, man. This is my cell phone. Now, what's what's looking at the cell phone, what do you see? I so see just, me, I see me if, reflected in well, your cell phone. Well, besides you, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you also too. Tell me, what do you guys see when you see the cell phone? Me? No, I mean, other than, not other than your reflection. No, I'm just, what, what are we missing? I don't know, what are we yeah, missing? Just a, you know what? I always make sure that all of my cell phones are white because what I don't want to do is get stopped by the police and I have my cell phone with me. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to call somebody. I don't want them to mistake this for a gun. Right. So I purposely buy white phone cell phones. And, and now will it help in the long run? Who knows? So you are racist against cell phones. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if it saves uh-huh. my life, yes. I will okay. buy a white cell I don't know phone. if that saved anyone. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, it's just me, my thinking, uh, because I got a battery charger, an anchor battery charger. I do not carry that battery charger on me uh, unless I have like a book bag, because what I don't, I'm paranoid. Call me paranoid all you want to, but I don't want to, if I ever get shot and killed and by the police, uh, understand this, it ain't because Rod had a cell phone that looks like a damn gun. I can tell you that now. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, that will never happen there. Yeah, uh, I wonder how I many can... people out there doing that buying the white cell phones. <laughs> but I can tell you this though: um, every day that I get in my car, and Hank, you see my car. I got black tenant windows, you know. Um, and when I carry, I, I took a page out of Coley on Noir. Uh, I actually, when I carry my gun, I carry it like in between my seat and my console. Uh, and it sticks there. And I got like a little cheap my Uncle Mike uh, holster that I keep it in. But I keep a towel over it, like a face towel. Because basically, if you got to think about this, it's, it's now concealed. You can't drive around in a, in a gun in Florida uh, without having your weapon concealed. Mm-hmm. By, it, by me having a towel over that gun conceals my weapon. Okay, but what I don't want to do is be at nighttime driving. Let's say I get stopped for uh, uh, running a stop sign or or speeding or whatever, which I probably won't do much. But let's say I get stopped. You know, I talk to my police friends. I say, hey, you know what? Keep my hands on 10 and 2 on the steering wheel. You know, I don't go looking for any my driver license. If I don't have my driver license before they get out that car, hey, it's staying where it is. Okay. Um, I teach my daughter the same thing. I rolled it. I turned the um, the radio off. If I have it on, I turn my the engine off. I roll the window down, both windows, because I don't know if they're coming on the left or the right side. Keep my hands on the steering wheel. I'm looking straight ahead. When the officer comes up to me, I'm looking at them. Officer, how you doing? And he will let me know 
what what happened and i will then at that point determine if i need to let them know if i have a gun in the car if they ask me for it, if i have a gun i will let them know officer it is right here uh how do you want to handle this actually i got that from also from uh Masad Ayub as well mm-hmm. uh regarding him and you know he he came up he had a seminar and i went to it good guy uh, very informational and you know i always remember how they did now I'm going to say the, the shooting with the guy, in, um, the teacher uh, up in uh, Minnesota, uh, Fernando Castro, that could have been prevented on both sides. OK, mm-hmm. you know, on Fernando's side, he should have had his hands on the uh, wheel, the steering wheel. He shouldn't. I wouldn't have given the officer any chance to even get scared because a lot of these cops out here are scared now. OK, oh, absolutely. So, so I don't mm-hmm. want you scared when you come to, to me because, hey, I weigh 235 pounds. You know, I'm pretty good shape, you know, so like, you know, if I say so myself and, you know, but I'm the, <laughs> whatever. Uh-huh. <No>. OK, <laughs> but um, um, I don't want them to think that I'm a threat to them. You know, when I talk to cops, I'm talking to them like I'm talking to you guys. Oh, so, you know, blah, blah, you know, and then I'll, I'll even drop things. Hey, you know, I'm a firearms instructor. Yeah, you know, I, I've trained different uh, officers here locally uh, that are now cops. OK, that couldn't pass the shooting test. I've trained them up. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, so, so I'll name drop. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, that's a good buddy. man. I taught him about blah, blah, this and that, you know. So I want to get I, I, I want to de-escalate them before they even get to the point where I want them to feel comfortable around me. I want them to know that, hey, this is a good guy in this car. This guy is a law-abiding citizen. He's not trying to do anything wrong. He's not doing anything illegal. Uh, I want to go home. He wants to go home. We do we do whatever we need to do to make sure that both of us go home and we go from there, okay? I got stopped by a state trooper. You know, there used to be a time I say, hey, yeah, you know, um, um, I'm former um, in law enforcement, and I use the word former. Uh, and they say, oh, really? What department? I said, I was a military police officer. Like, really? Where, where were we stationed at? You know, now, and I know that they're trying to, you know, pick me to see, you know, if I'm just lying, you know, but I'll drop things on them. And anybody in the middle that was former military, I'm giving them information that only they would know. And then, then at that point, they'll say, oh, OK, I'm not trying to get out of the ticket. I'm just trying to get home, you know. Right. OK. Yeah, I think, you know, we can talk about this forever. Uh, it's a complicated situation. Obviously, there's lots of solutions to it. Uh, one thing I want to remind people that a lot of these things are separate. So when when these streams start crossing where people want to take away freedoms to uh, fix stuff, that's what we have to look out for. That's what we have to be worried about, you know, and and, and that's pretty much my take on it. Um you know what? Let's change gears here a little bit and talk about some gun rights across America stuff. Have you heard? Have you heard of uh, gun rights across America before, Rod? Uh, I think I heard you say it. Oh, okay. All right. That so, ain't a GOA, is it? No, that's a completely different thing. Oh, different okay. okay. Yeah, that's gun owners of America. <laughs> I'm a gun, I'm a GOA member, and yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'm so what's the di- what, what's the difference? Tell us, Ryan. What's the difference between an organization like GOA versus uh, G? You know, what is it? G R A A. There you go. Uh, well, you're, we're much more social media based. I mean, a lot of and plus we're newer, so we kind of have we're a bit younger based versus um, some of the older organizations. You know the. They've been around for a while, but they're not as, like I say, fluid 
you know, they're very much established. So what's nice about us is that since, you know, people don't have a preconceived uh, uh, opinion about us. So we can basically come in and say, hey, here's what we're about. And then basically realize, you know, we're on their side versus we're not just trying to make, you know, uh, money. No offense, NRA. But, uh, you know, we're, we want the uh, basically the way uh, the Constitution is supposed to be, which is maximum freedom versus, you know, having a permanent process going away. You know, we're pretty transparent in the way we usually operate because we're, you know, you can see our page, you can see who we are. We're a small group. But like I said, our biggest thing is making sure people are educated in their areas. So uh, and rather than saying, OK, well, give us all your money. And then we're going to fight for you. That's not the way we operate. We get people uh, basically fighting for their own selves and basically be self-sufficient versus just say, okay, you know, here you go. Someone else go fight for me. That's how we're different. Right. Yeah. And I think that we we need that. Right. We need one. We need multiple people fighting the war on multiple fronts. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we keep alluding to it. There's lots of organizations that have been here for a long time. I don't think they're really reflective of who we are today and the way that we look at things. And that's fine. <laughs> you know, there's some old fuddy duddies out there who don't get it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we understand that. Now, what's the organizational structure of gun rights across America? Like who's heading it up? Um, what's what's uh, going on here? Well, it's basically, uh, well, Eric Reeds was a founder. He spearheaded the whole thing. And then he's handed off to a husband and wife couple, Waylon and Shannon. So they're running the show right now. And I'm basically the uh, social media guy that handles, you know, interviews and whatnot when we talk to media. And then we have a bunch of other state organizers that help in local areas that try to get contacts uh, for it to be, you know, all over the country for the most part. So whenever someone contacts us, we try to get in touch with our state people because they're much more aware of what's going on in their area, obviously, because it'd be impossible for someone to realize everything going on, you know, 50 different states and 50 different laws and then completely, you know, 50 different ways of the political environment. So yeah. we have our state organizers that basically run those or uh, state organizations. And then basically, you know, once we filter out, okay, once they contact us, here's our problem. And then we kind of shoot them to the state organization people. And then they, you know, try to formulate a plan so, and then go from there. Yeah. So if you if you're looking up gun rights across America, you can uh, you can look on Facebook. I know that. Mm -hmm. So there's the main organization, the mothership. I don't know mm -hmm. what you guys call it other than it's, that. I mean, it's just it's just, the, you know, our yeah. gun rights. We don't yeah. really have a, the, a nickname for it. Yeah, there's the big <laughs> there's the big one. And then you have all these ones that def, uh, represent different states. So you got Florida, mm -hmm. you know, Utah. I think yeah. you've got all the 50 states at this point. We're pretty covered. Yeah. I mean, we, cause uh, we have some regions too, cause you know, different areas, like I said, if you're in the Northeast, that's pretty much mm -hmm. a, a whole black cloud as I like to call it. Cause there's just not much freedom going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then of course the West coast and specifically California. I mean, that's, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a pickle unto itself. Um, <laughs> there's but, only one know. solution for California uh, separation mm -hmm. from the rest of the country. <laughs> By um, James Bond villain style, blowing up the fault lines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but now for different areas of the country, we try to get people, like I said, ingrained with that community because and they are aware or usually of, you know, who's who's your state rep, who's your uh, senators, state senators, who's, you know, who's your governor. I mean, you'd be under surprised who people don't even know the basic 
uh, people who's running stuff in their area. So, you know, once we people get people up to date, other than they use that, well, I don't like this, such a stuff's happening. Like my, uh, my state is doing this, you know, uh, bill is going on. So we, you know, try to do our research on our end. Say, okay, who are they affiliated with? What's their situation? Are they up for election? Are they, um, you know, uh, what, what is their status? You know, what, what party are they in? You know, because it, parties, what we figured out is just because you're Republican or Democrat doesn't necessarily mean that you're on, you know, on the, the red team or the blue team, you know, cause we're, especially in Texas here, we have people that are Republicans, but not so much, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, for so, rhinos, rhinos. Exactly. So they exist. So what we try to, when we get those people educated and then of course they have friends that they talk to, they have, um, you know, uh, other people like saying, cause usually, you know, when you're, when you're a gun person, you're going to have uh, friends, family group, whatever, you know? And so if you can get people energized saying, okay, we're not going to take this, you know, standing around anymore. And then you get people also organize their state capital. Cause a lot of people don't realize a lot of things go on at the state capital that affect all of these little bills. And then it sucks. But like I said, you have to do it at your grassroots level because, uh, you know, just sending emails to your politicians is not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, politicians do not like it when you show up to their offices raising <laughs> hell. They do not because the, for the most part, they like sit, they like sitting there <laughs> doing their speeches, collecting money. But if they realize, oh, all of a sudden you're showing up and be like, I have to waste my time on, on these people with, you know, with the gun rights. They're like, oh, then they have to realize, oh, who, this is this is our constituents. We have to deal with these people. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, it's we, you have to become a thorn in the side with these people. And once we get people to courage, because part of the problem is they might get angry, but they're not willing to do anything because, you know, it's just like they're they're afraid to. But we try to encourage people. It's like, you know, it's your right as a citizen to fight for your rights. Do not let these people bully you into just accepting, you know, whatever legislation they're pushing through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the way I know we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. What's Mm -hmm. the way that you guys want people to um, to get involved with the organization? Is it through Facebook? Do you have dot coms or dot orgs? Well, the 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 website is kind of in flux right now. But best way, like I said, our Facebook and our Twitter are best absolute ways to do it. Because everyone can can get on those and talk to us like no problem. And then, you know, we'll respond as soon as we can. And uh, if they have an issue. So that, those are our two best ways on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Yeah. And so if there's people out there, because I see some questions, uh, people want to know, like, what have you guys done? What kind of stuff do you guys do to help out the cause? Uh, well, right now. We're okay, what is this? Rod Mills is showing. Uh, showing the, the page. Yeah, yeah, the main page has the GRAA flag and then the other pages uh, have some different icons, hey, right? Hey, Ryan. Yes, real sir. quick. Is that a CZ you got, got on your page? Uh, that's a Beretta, I believe. Is that a Beretta? Oh, mm-hmm. damn, that looks nice. Mm-hmm. Damn, okay. okay. All right. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and we are going to go to some guns. I hope everyone here has some guns. We'll show up some guns here in a minute. Absolutely. Go sorry, ahead, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Um, so if people want to know what you guys have done, uh, well, I mean, we like when we first started kicking off, like right after Sandy Hook, uh, we have a big organization, probably like 2013, 2014, I believe, when we did our uh, big uh, – rally in uh, Philadelphia. And that's what we're kind of most known by is from there uh, when we had speakers come out at the time, because really at that time, you know, they're really trying to push, you know, a, a bunch of assault weapons bans, you know, all the gimmicks they usually do in other states, but especially in a lot of what you consider purple states where they're like, especially in, in uh, Philadelphia and the Northeast corridor, 
because you know after Sandy Hook, people were like, okay, well, gun anti-gunners were like, okay, we can finally push all of the wish list of anti-gun things through. So, uh, you know, us and uh, you know a few other groups that, especially in that area, were basically put together different rallies, um, trying to get people organized on the same day. So, I mean, like I said, we're known for that. We're not as like I said, financially, you know, because we're a volunteer group. So we right. don't have the, the the big uh money groups like some of these other groups can do. But like I said, that's what we're mainly known for is like I said, our grassroots organization. So right. and do you guys take in money? Do you take in money or this is just basically like an activist mostly, thing? It's activist most like mo- mm-hmm. most of it. So I mean we like when we were first starting out, we were doing it uh through uh money, but we realized at the time, you know, Obama was really hankering down on organizations, you know, with mm-hmm. the whole IRS scandal. So we found it a lot easier to people to volunteer their time more so than money, because I think that gets a lot more results done more so than money. Because footsteps, you know, versus just cash is not gonna get the job done. Right. Okay. So. And so this is is this, you know. Everyone who's here is a volunteer. Are you a volunteer? Do you mm-hmm. do something else to yeah, make a living? No, it's basically, yeah. you know, if it's basically like our, one, it's like a hobby or, or second job. It's like if your rights matter to you, you will do, you will sacrifice what's necessary to push for your rights. And that's the way we've kind of seen it. If you join our group or represent our group, it's part of volunteer your time into doing this. So, we're okay. Go ahead. Oh, it does. If we're going to, uh, you know, what they're saying in your local area, that's why whoever contacts is we try to basically make them either, a, you know, uh, a representative for that situation or we find someone who willing is because until that problem goes, you know, they're solved, you know, we need someone there all the time because you didn't say, OK, well, here you go. I'm, this is a problem by, you know, no, you have to have someone on the issue. So that a lot of our school districts here like will continuously push, you know, these stupid uh, anti-gun things where uh, we're not going to have it. But if we can pressure these school districts into allowing laws that are already in the books, you know, we're slowly but surely on that front. But especially when it comes to state legislation, whether it be um, you know, further background checks, is they love pushing uh, the what is it? The uh, oh, sorry, I remember. Uh, the universal background checks or gun show uh, legislation. That's a lot of the thing people get through. So depending on every state's a little different, like I said, uh, we try to get people that are organized into handling that in their area uh, and then like getting them educated. So they start their own grassroots, uh, I guess, get their group, the friends and family into what they need to do versus because we can't do that. But like I said, if they give their time to push up their area, then get others involved. That's what we try to do. We just basically educate, energize them uh, on their issues. Right. Absolutely. So let me just remind everyone to click the thumbs ups. Okay. Um, let's get those going. I think I think we still have a chance of getting to two hundred. Ryan, right now we're gonna we're gonna do some gun stuff. We're gonna show off some guns. But mm-hmm. right now, what's the biggest thing that the audience out there, people listening to this live right now or later on, what's the biggest thing? they can do to help out gun rights across America and the second amendment in general in America? I mean, really, it's just, if you follow us and then get others interested, I mean, the biggest thing is educate people around you about their rights because most people are so ignorant about what, what their rights are about. And then basically uh, enforcing that others. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a virus. Once you get one person infected and you spread it that way. And then if, you know, if they join us and then we'll basically keep them energized and pushing 
for their rights rather than say, okay, well, this is just more than a hobby. It's like, no, 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 no. Your rights are attacked every single day for those that want to. So you have to be vigilant and up, up, um, in pushing for that. So like I said, if they follow us on our websites, you know, we, we try to push out here and keeping themselves educated and they can educate others because that's what we do. We try to ed educate ourselves and then also spread the message towards others. So if they basically let them, uh, people know about us and then they can stay. And then it's, it's like I said, the way grassroots work is like you let one person know and then let another person know. And then word of mouth, you start keeping people um, that'll stand for their own rights. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you want to do something, follow gun, gun rights across America. Um, I would follow the national one and whatever mm -hmm. your local chapter is, or if you're in Florida, follow Florida or the regional as uh, Ryan said, okay, I know that Rod Mills, he's uh, he's itching here to show some guns. <laughs> Ryan, I'm sure you got some guns you want to show off there. Absolutely. Rod, we'll let you go first, Rod. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't have, I'm not, I'm going to go against the Hank Strange, uh, uh, you know, the way he does things. I'm going to show some ammo, okay? Uh, okay? So this is what we call snake shot. Uh, for those folks in those warm weather states, uh, this is great for getting rid of those little boogers, those little snakes when you're cutting the grass or you happen to let the uh, uh, door open and you come outside and there's a nice little water moccasin or copperhead there or rattlesnake. Uh, that's something really good to uh, to go ahead and get rid of them. Okay. Yeah, especially with all the rain that we've had recently on yeah. the eastern seaboard. People here in Florida seeing a lot of snakes out there. You have you call it snake shot. I've heard people call it rat shot or rat shot. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, lots of names but these, like that. I, this is a this is 38 millimeter. I'm sorry, not 38 millimeter. 38 special uh, here. Uh, they're not as good and semi-automatic uh, semi uh, weapons, uh, but they are really good in revolvers. Absolutely. Pretty much it's going to be like a single shot. You're going to have to yeah. do a lot of racking, but hey, you know. Yeah, so, okay, very cool. That that's that, that was your Gorn that you were showing? Yeah, that was my Gorn. It's just that's a it. little bit different. I'm that's switching it up. Okay, all right. I respect that. I respect that. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you on that. All right, so what you got, Ryan? <laughs> Uh, you're mute. I don't know. Are you muted? Is Ryan muted? There you go. Yeah. Uh -huh. So oh, that's basically, nice. basically my barbecue gun, which is a Taurus 1911 that I customized with all uh, all Wilson combat parts. So it's 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 my it's my shiny toy piece. I wore it at the NRA show. Is that like area. a walrus then? A walrus? Yeah, do I don't mean? know. It's a Wilson, like there's a Taurus, but with Wilson. Oh, combat. I don't, not sure. I have never good name. It's it's always been my pimp <laughs> handle gun because, like I said, it's my shiny piece with the gold accent. So it's always been my pimp gun. Oh, okay, very cool. It. That look, it looks great. It looks great. Oh, oh yeah. Can I see, can I see it again, uh, yeah. Brian? Sure. Oh man, lock that in, Hank. Yeah, I got it locked. I got it locked. Damn, that's I like pretty. the uh, gold accents on there. Do you uh do you is it a safe queen or do you ever go shoot? It is a safe queen. It's it's okay. it's too it's too shame shiny. on you. Shame on hey, you. Hey, it gets out occasionally, okay? You know. <laughs> shame on you. You're a, so you're a nineteen eleven type of guy. Absolutely. Well, I okay. do it for just for this one, but usually I'm a Walther guy. That's my everyday carry. So Walther uh PPSN two. Oh that too. That's that's okay. the the big the, the winter carry. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. very cool, very cool. Um did you have some other thing? Uh, that's the one I have right oh, now. That's, that's the, the only Gorn you guys have? 
Okay. Well, wait, 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 wait. One okay. second. Okay. All right. All right. All right. For all you uh, Glock 43 guys, uh, I will say that I have uh, the Terran Tactical uh, Extended Base Plan, base, base pad on my uh, my uh, carry. And so, you know, I like Terran Tactical. Uh, I told Terran Butler at the uh, NRA that I carry his product. Uh, I got the uh, HydroShock uh, here around Hollow Point. So there you go. So yeah, yeah. So now, let me ask you, do you go over to the Terran uh, Tactical or Terran Tactical, whatever you want to call it? Do you go mm-hmm. over to that booth for the uh, cool guns and accessories, or do you go over there for the hot chicks? Be nah. honest. No, no, no. Don't lie, Rod. No, no, no. Terran's girls don't have no booty. You know they got. I gotta have some booty. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're they're cute. Uh, they are cute, but they're real slim. They're like cheerleaders, and so you know. Um, you know, for me, you know, I like I like booty and hips. You know, I mean, you come on. Hank, Sound like you, know, you need man. to fill up your own fan squad. Is what you need. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I bet you he's over there trying to quiz them, see if they're really gun chicks. <laughs> well, no, yeah. actually, they are. Uh, well, some of them are because I, um, I actually subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, some of them yeah. have gotten in trouble for not being, but I'm just saying. Oh, really? But yeah, uh, you probably uh, might not have heard about that because your brain gets a little fuzzy when there's uh, women involved. Yeah, but like uh, he does. He does have some some nice looking chicks on his videos that actually shoot. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, so. yeah. Every now and then, I think a couple months ago there was one that got busted out there. That's not really like a full. What was she doing? He fired him. He fired. No, she said some remarks that were unto a. Oh basically. wow! Oh yeah. okay. He, he fired her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. okay. Got yeah. It. So, and listen, I think they have some cool things. So that's you know, um, Treadhead forty four says Taurus Safe Queen does not compute. <laughs> it does when you put enough money into it. Okay. Yes. When you uh, listen, if you take a high point and drop a couple grand on it, you, you, that high point's going to stay in the safe too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless like, you're unless you're uh, Patrick R. Then uh, yeah, Patrick R. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And Screaming Skull Saloon says Jade Struck is hot, though. Is that one of Terran Tacticals? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't even know. I have to now. I have to go look up Jade Struck. Okay, what's her name? Jade Struck. Okay. Jade yeah. Struck. Okay, let's look. This must be. Um, this is research, Lola. Let's. <laughs> yeah. You know. This I'm is. Uh, seeing what she said. Ryan, Ryan, and Rod made me do this. Not me. Absolutely. You can take, we'll totally take the blame. <laughs> hey, you've got to get Ryan and uh, Patrick R on the show one night together. Oh yeah, sure. Man, it's it's kind of like when I when I hear Ryan talking, it's, it's like almost hearing Patrick okay. R. She's she's cute. I like the uh, cat eyes kind of thing. Yeah, she looks cute and playful and fun or whatever. Okay, I see where you guys are. You know where you guys are coming from. Mm-hmm. I get I give some level of cuteness going on there. Can't knock it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. I mean, he don't have any ugly women up there. I'll tell you that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't do ugly out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hollywood, man. It's Hollywood, so you bring the A. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let's. Uh, someone, Lola says, research my eye. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up something here. I, I was showing this yesterday for anyone that was watching. There you go. Check this out. I don't know if you've seen one of these. Safety Harbor. Before. There you go, Ryan. This is actually a pistol, Ryan. 
So check Safety this out. Safety Harbor. This is Ooh. a 50 BMG pistol right here with the t- see this is the tail hook mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. uh, from Safety Harbor Firearms. This is the Safety Harbor. That's the Walter. SHTF 50. SH, uh, Walter doesn't believe in naming anything with uh, with those kinds of names. So it you should be what? it should be the Hank, but you know, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure yeah, somewhere exactly. you can add some personalized touches to it and make it the Hank. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. At some point, I'm going to convince him to. So this is like 12 inch barrel, 50 uh-huh. BMG, uh, magazine fed, and uh, you know, bolt action. Is that considered a? Oh, that's a pistol. Okay, so you yeah. don't care about the length. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, if you think if you want to know if I could fire this standing, I've done it. I've got video of me. Like standing and using the tail hook to fire this, so mm-hmm. pretty cool. I hey, would how, I would put a laser. I put a laser up there. That would be. That would be hey, cool. how, how much is a uh, a box of uh, ammo for that fifty BMG? Or Ryan, you may know too. Uh, it's probably ten dollars a shot. Last I checked. So. Um, yeah. Well, no, I've seen fifty BMG like around five dollars around. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. you can probably get it. I saw someone was asking about something on Big Daddy Unlimited. I know we did check to see that you can get 50 on Big Daddy Unlimited. Also, there's reloading supplies and stuff like that on there. I forgot what it was someone wanted to know from there. If you, if uh, Lola's in there, ask Lola. Lola can look it up for you. Come on, Lola. Um, what specifically you were looking for, but it's around five. Sometimes you can get it for like four bucks or you can reload. Lola, do it. yeah so there you go um let me see what else do i have what else do i hey what is that is that a cz back there yeah this is a cz ah there's a cz i would have sex with you would have sex with this so where's this cz going i would be oh no see it's it's not (laughs) it's not going in (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you know i'm just I'm just curious I, I, of the mechanics of the engineering of this sex that you're going to be having. I would fondle it. Let's see. Let's change oh, it. Oh, 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 I see. Okay. You sexually abuse one. I would oil my body up and I'll rub it against my chest. Wow. Uh, okay. That's way too much information. Right that's on team, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a real, I haven't shot this either. Um, you know, I, we need to get out to the range and shoot some more guns. Sometime yeah. soon here, but there yeah. you go. Anytime and now, you now this gun is scared of Rod Mills, so I will get you. <laughs> yeah. Better stay in the same room with that at all times. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, this is my Styrog right here. So Styrog. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you know, uh, I was looking at uh, YouTube the other day, and the uh, isn't the Belgium's? Isn't it their uh, their main gun? Their it's rifle, maybe. Uh, yeah, there's lots of European military yeah. that use uh, yeah. hogs or bull pups and stuff like that. Man, only oh, some I, forces I in England that use it. Who? I know what it was. I did a top ten, uh, a search for top ten assault rifles, and that was in the top ten of all out of all assault rifles. And I think it was like number f- assault rifles. Well. Whatever. There you go. I got your assault there rifle right here, man. There I'm go. not really sure what you're talking about. Military rifles. Yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> not an assault rifle. There's some salt in this one. You know, <laughs> that's fully loaded and totally dangerous. But you know what? That that reminds me, man. I was in Subway yesterday, and a damn uh-huh. fly, a fly got on my sub while they were making it. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's a violation. 
Yeah, so I made them. Hey, look, I'm not eating that. You guys got to give me another sub. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, Rod Mills. Mm-hmm. If you were in Africa, mm-hmm. you'd be happy to get some damn fr- some flies on your sub. <laughs> oh, really? <I'm> just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. I couldn't resist. Wait, Sorry, wait. I Hank, you're the same. You just I know you didn't eat any subs with flies on them. Flies on uh, them. Listen, I, dude. Dude, you've eaten with me when we were when we were eating out on the hacienda. Do you, oh, there, there was no flies out on the hacienda. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, it, was mosquito, it was the mosquitoes it's, out it's there. It's okay when it's barbecue, I guess. Okay. Yeah, Gabe was getting ate up. He was. Hey, uh, Ryan, I'm gonna tell you this story. Uh, Gabe is uh, Asian, mm-hmm. so we had all nationalities out there. Nationalities out there. Why was Gabe the only one getting bit up by <laughs> by mosquitoes? Everybody else is around there looking at him like, "What the hell is Cause, going um, on?" Because those country ass mosquitoes I have are like, "Um, mm, this is tasty. This is tasty." Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a delicacy. We're having some Filipino cooking today. <laughs> Shrimp fried rice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "We don't want none of this regular blood." <laughs> We've had y'all before. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to break yeah. out the damn. Um, the deep was all for him. Yeah, I felt I felt sorry for him. He's a good he's a good guy. And he, luckily, he wasn't wearing suits. He usually wears suits. Trust me. But he might have been more protected if he had a suit on. Yeah, you're he right. Might have to duct tape the legs that way the flies don't crawl up there. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's always outdoor. Gabe actually. So that's one of the young guys that I work with. Gabe actually is a shooter. He does a lot of shooting and stuff like that. So. You know, there you go. Uh, hey, Shout out to him. What's up? Hey, you got to uh, send Ryan the video about uh, when I was down there, when uh, I put Gabe through the little course. Oh, you were making them do cardio? Yeah. If, yeah, you, look yeah. Up, if you look on the channel, Ryan, uh, it's like something cardio. Mm-hmm. So, um, so classified information said the mosquitoes were hungry again an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm sure Gabe has heard all of these jokes. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. He's a good kid. Um, I'll be probably uh, working for Gabe in another couple of years, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, believe it or not, he owns his own company. He's he's got his he's got his stuff together for. I think Gabe is like twenty. What is he? Twenty one or twenty two? Almost twenty two. So shout out to him. He's buying his first uh, condo. Oh, damn, I, here. So I thought you said a condom. A condom? No, I don't yeah. think I don't think he's ever gotten one of those. What's a condom? What? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Screaming Skull Saloon said that that video. He's talking about the video was hilarious. Babyface P needs to throw away those skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. I hope I remember that comment because uh, that was funny. Mm. Yeah, they were trying to get me to do that. Nope. And trust me, I've done all the cardio stuff. So, oh, I thought you meant wear skinny leg jeans. Oh no, 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 I don't think You're so. Not doing that either. Uh, opt out of gun control said um, at Scorched Earth Firearms training. Uh, YouTube's new policies made me take down my videos with you and Babyface. Really, that's really? interesting. I wonder, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. We didn't do anything illegal on there. I mean, not illegal, but you know, against their their policies. Maybe they didn't want to see us see uh, Babyface about to pass out. <laughs> that may have been a policy. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I, um, the echo triggers. Oh, because you guys were shooting the echo triggers. That's why. 
No, we didn't. We, he was were shooting, they shooting the echo triggers. No, yeah, they were no. shooting handguns. Yeah, handguns. Oh, so when him, oh, so, okay, so probably he put all instead of uh making those individual videos, he probably put all that stuff together. And uh, I got you. Um, so Psycho 316 um says. Guys who wear skinny jeans took get uh, get into a girl's pants too literally. <laughs> mm. <Yeah. laughs> um, hey, my finger is a rate increasing uh, increasing device too. Uh, yeah, yeah. John Dieter said, uh, "Bloke on the range got banned today." Who? I don't know. Who was that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. He said, "Bloke on the range." Bloke. I don't know. Bloke? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's a YouTuber or he's just saying bloke. Like you know how the British say a bloke is a a dude is uh, a bloke. It's like a dude, uh, except in British Britishy. Uh, uh, let's see. Crackbot says um, all aftermarket triggers are rate increasing devices. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. And twenty two snake shot slash rat rat shot says Wolf Stonehenge. I guess people are still talking about that. Uh, so William Hoffman said bloke on the range got banned no warning so is that's a YouTube channel which I never heard of oh William Hoffman okay gotcha yeah uh, Gorillas and Guns says yes bloke on the range he's a YouTuber oh, okay. um, oh Florida Gun says he's the English dude on YouTube oh that guy he was at uh, NRA mm-hmm. yeah I oh, see him now yeah, he had the um, the little the like the jacket with the uh, the jeans. Wait, is jacket. that Richard Maunder? Is that what his YouTube channel's called, Richard Maunder? Yeah, it was Bloke on the Range. It was, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, but is that the same? The guy who wears the jackets with all the patches on it. I thought that was yeah. Richard. I thought that was Richard Maunder. Did he get banned? I didn't know he had a channel. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna have to search for this right now. Okay, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay, all right. So, uh, hey, Ryan, uh, how's everything going? It's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, make it interesting. (laughs) Awkward silence. Okay, (laughs) all of us to know, Ryan, have you got the echo trigger? I have not. I want to. It's 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 one of those. I need to find a friend who has one and be like, "Hey, I will give you a mags full of of ammo, and I can I shoot that." So I just need to find a friend with one, and we're like absolutely going to shoot that i have not so tell me about it what like what is what is the, is it pr- pretty awesome because that's it's like I mean, totally awesome dude really is awesome man like, what, what's, um, the, what's the point of it like what, what does it do exactly i've got a he opt out of gun control he uh he basically taught me into one so what i'm going to do is this uh, my birthday is in September for anybody who wants to buy me a gift. You know, I take gun stuff, you know, but <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, in September, uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and, and invest in one, but I'm not going to put it in a uh, AR 15 yet. Uh, I'm actually having one uh, once I uh, get my um, funds up to where I can afford the, the AR 15 I want. Uh, I got to build it here. Um, uh, Hardline Customs. If you guys ever want to look at their page, uh, they pimp out uh, different uh, AR-15s, and I'm going to have them drop the echo trigger inside of my pimped out AR-15 pistol. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, very cool. By the way, that's not Richard Mondo. That's a totally different guy. That's Bloke oh, on the okay. Range. And he has, a, I'm looking it up, he has a YouTube channel, Bloke Off the Range. So if people want to um, subscribe <laughs> wow. to him, they should go to Bloke Off the Range and subscribe there. Okay. Um, so yeah, so basically, basically, Ryan, if you've read about it, the um, these binary echo different triggers, you pull the trigger, it fires, you release it, it fires. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, okay. You know, the triggers tend to be, uh, you know, they 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 uh, have a premium. They carry a premium price. And I'm of looking course, at it. That's five yeah. five hundred bucks. About yeah, it's be, it's the most daddy. fun in 22s. It's the most. What, what are you gonna say, Rod? Be daddy unlimited. How much can we get an echo trigger for? Um, ask Lola to look that up. Okay. <laughs> um, I know they. I know Lola. they. I know. I know they do have uh, triggers on there. Uh, you know what? Uh, okay, let me see if I could pull it up while Lola's looking at it. But yes. So anyway, it's the most fun in twenty two. Is my personal opinion. Um, you could put these in nines. They've got lots of different ones now. We were testing one, which we have on excluded. If you guys want to look at the video, we just recently tested the. Um, the binary trigger from Franklin Armory and that video, since YouTube does have these policies, is on excluded along with a bunch of other videos that we're going to put up there that are banned on YouTube. I'm just working on switching all those videos over. So all the videos we took down from YouTube are going to wind up on excluded as well. So you guys can check those things out there. But I think they're I think they're fun. And there's some practical use to it, like especially for double tapping, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's different kind of triggers. There's one that's a cassette style trigger, which is very limited because everything is there. So it's you can't necessarily put it in everything. And then you have ones that are not cassette style. So it's more flexible. If you're going to put it into an AR or even you're going to put it in a 308 or something like that, you uh, you got hopefully you have lots of ammo money. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the most fun to shoot it in to me personally is, is a 22. So. Mm. That's like what I think about it. And uh, I think Lola also wrote here, Ryan, what are your thoughts on YouTube and all the stuff going on on YouTube while I try to look up these echo triggers that. I mean, they can do what they want to do, but the fact that they're singling out, you know, people using legal firearms, doing illegal activity and doing so, you know, with harming anyone or educating people is just, I mean, a completely political move. That's all it is. You know, it's not like it's you guys are pushing out uh, how to blow up something or how to cause this, you know, uh, violence or it, it, it's completely politically motivated. It's utter crap. You know, uh, the, the way they're uh, using their influence and you know how huge Google is to infringe on people just, you know, enjoying a hobby, which is a right uh, for mm-hmm. people to enjoy. It's I mean, just utterly believable that they would take a stance on that, you know, when they realize it, it's, it has no bearing on people, uh, you know, harming anyone. You know, it's, it's not like you would have issue with like a violent video game. I don't see, you know, either video games or movies or TVs getting taken away, you know, when they use, you know, much more uh, examples of violence, which is really the basis of, you know, supposed why they're pulling these videos down. Now, I mean, you can go to any, you know, in any kind of movie trailer and see, you know, 10 times the amount of violence you're going to see on anybody's gun channel. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just if, you, if you look at the video that YouTube allowed uh, Childish Gambino to put up there, Absolutely. You know, if you look at that video, I was looking at it the other day. Um, that's an incredible amount of violence. It's simulated, 
obviously, but they let him put it up there. Um, you know, we, we don't put up videos like that. We put up videos about safety, educating people mm-hmm. when we're shooting, we're shooting safely and all that kind of stuff, trying to help people defend themselves and advocating for the second amendment, etc. We get banned. Now, you know, who, and I, but, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that they should ban videos like that, by the way, whether you like it or not, I'm not particularly a fan of the, I actually like Childish Gambino's. I'm into hip hop and I like a lot of his stuff, but I think that was crap. But I don't, I'm not advocating anyone ban that. Uh, ultimately, I think like all these things should be up there and people should be able to make their own decisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, but like you said, Ryan, look, they can do what they want to do. And that's that's the way that it is right now. Perhaps what we should do is have our own things. And I know lots of people are working on it. So are we absolutely so. Um, you know. Hey, I, so, I say vote for a strange to uh, channel. Uh, yeah, I'm not. It's a very expensive business to get into. That's why. Um, you know, I'm working with people to do that. <laughs> it's a very expensive thing to do. So, okay. So someone asked about, uh, these different triggers and they are, by the way, you can, you can, you can get, um, the Fostec echo trigger. So what we use, Ryan, if you ever watch the channel to tell people, because the way the big daddy unlimited works, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Have you? I have not. No. So basically big daddy unlimited is a subscription service, which for $10 a month, you uh, for $120 a year, if you pay um, yearly, you can you get a subscription and then you get into our system where you can buy guns, accessories, ammo, stuff like that at dealer cost. Hmm. So you can save a crap ton of money on buying stuff here. Now, because of the map pricing rules, you have to subscribe to see the prices and all that. Right. And so what we do when people ask us about these things, we're trying to tell them how much money they could save since we can't tell you numbers and prices. We refer to what we call Walter Bucks. And so Walter is one of the, per- the people who's always on the show here with me. And a Walter Buck is pretty much equal to a Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm looking here, and if you if you um, get this from Big Daddy Unlimited, so this is the Fostec Echo. Hold on, let me see exactly which one it is. The Echo um, AR drop in. You will save one point uh, one about one point seven Walter bucks. Hmm, not bad. Yeah, so that's pretty good if you you know. Uh, lots of people are getting involved in this. Um, if you want to spend the extra money, absolutely. I say go ahead and spend the extra money. If you want to save some money right there in that case, you would more than pay for your subscription for a year. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that they have uh, I'm not sure if Franklin Armory is in here. Let me look. Let me look um, while you guys uh, chit chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> Hey Ryan, um, <laughs> I bought some. Oh, uh, do some, that again. I bought some uh, records. Uh, they call Hey Love Classics. Yeah. Hey Love Classics. Is that like <laughs> the? Is that like uh, jukebox stuff? Like old school yeah. from the eighties? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, let's talk about uh, maybe. Okay. Six. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Stop all that nonsense. Okay. So they do have triggers in here from Franklin Armory as well. The particular one I'm looking at, the uh, BFS three, you can save about half a Walter Buck. But there are different triggers like let me see. I'm looking at uh, it's not it's not in stock right now. But if things are out of stock, you can uh, get email notified on here. And this is for the HK um, H&K. You can save two Walter Bucks on the HK trigger. Wow. So HK is too. 
Yeah, exactly. So the HK trigger, which is cool. I mean, you know, I I would. Uh, that's fun in a lot in um, you know your MP5s and stuff like that. So just remember, HK thinks you suck and they hate you. Yes, that's the thing. Of course, of course. But you can really? get an HK clone. It's true. Absolutely. You yeah. never you uh, never seen that you never seen that post before, Rub. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, Google HK, HK hates. Yeah, HK hates Americans, and they hate the American consumer. Pretty oh. much. Pretty it's much. a whole entire blog post. Go Google that. Yeah. What did uh What did Kevin Dixie think about that? He loves HK, but you know, lots of people do things that go against. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kevin doesn't seem to think that they hate the consumer. I know that I've talked to them several times, but you know, mm-hmm. people do lots of things that go against. You know. Mm-hmm. what they usually say when it comes to things certain people i know will go places to get free gun stuff even though those people might not necessarily like them yes you rod mills <laughs> <laughs> you are guilty <laughs> as charged <laughs> yeah. yeah that's direct shade there as well and, 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 and then fall asleep in there <laughs> <What>? <laughs> to leave empty-handed <laughs> did you get your free stuff from there, I don't know. Did man, you, I that that work out. Matter of fact, I actually wound up spending money when I was there. Oh, well, see, I, <laughs> I, I would love to say I feel bad for you, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm thinking it got to be about 930. I'm like, man, the hell, the hell with this, man. Why Why would you guys want to have something like this late at night after a long day at the NRA, you know? Yeah. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Goldstein wants to know... Um, you know, if we if we if we missed the NFL talk, yeah, you missed it. We we really got deep, deep into that in the beginning of this. Yeah. But uh, his statement is because uh, the players aren't being forced to take millions of dollars to throw a ball and grab ass. <laughs> I, I think I agree with that. You know, no one's forcing them to take that money. Nope. But but you know, yeah. get, getting back to that though, um, they are actually going to still kneel. I guarantee you, because of the fact that the fine that they'll incur is nothing. It Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. let's say if I find you $5, you know, for doing something, you know, you're going to slap like, on oh. the wrist. Yeah, slap on the wrist. That's all it's going to be to them. You got these guys making multi-million dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. Their paychecks a week is usually somewhere between 50 to 80,000, you yeah, know. It's a, it's I think they take, house. Yeah, they take yeah. fines all the time and I, I Listen, I don't have any problem with that. Also, people should say people should let us know who they are. I like to identify people. Absolutely. If someone's racist and doesn't like me or doesn't like this thing, or I, I like to know. Then that way, I can make an educated decision. Mm-hmm. If we force people to shut up and not say anything at all, then we don't know who they are. I'm perfectly happy finding out who people are, so mm-hmm. that you know, we don't. Absolutely. If we don't like, if we don't agree with them, we also have the right to not support their asses. And let them be broke out there. Oh, <laughs> and maybe go try to play football for some other countries. <laughs> hey, I hear you know, Canada has their own football um, league, okay? Oh, they do? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. All right, Lola's giving me the sign. It is, you know, Lola doesn't want us to get back into that conversation. Hey, we ought to have like a sound effect when it, when it gets to be 9 o'clock with like Big Ben stars okay. ringing a bell or something. Yeah, well, let me tell you one thing, Rod Mills. <laughs> This is America, and I do own this microphone. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I can override Lola Strange. I don't care how much she thinks she's the boss. Lola, Brandon! Close your ears. Don't hear this. Lola's not the boss of me. Uh-oh. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Where's the air uh, siren? You're not the boss of me, woman. Hey, hey Ryan, not, now you're about to see a, a purse fly across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So, listen, let's, uh, 
<laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> you, you're going to be talking that boss crap later. Hey, what room that guy that uh, was uh, uh, the shoe thrower guy that threw the shoe at Bush and he was ducking while he was giving that speech? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> There's a meme in that where it's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so listen, this has been fun because actually the time went by really fast. We have to do this again, Ryan. Absolutely. You yeah. know, uh, let us know if you want to come on if there's some stuff going on with uh, gun rights across America. Absolutely. But, but uh, what I'm going to do here is, uh, fi- you know, this is like your chance to give your last pitch. Tell people what you want to do, where you want them to find you guys, what you guys have going on. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. If you have any issues in your own backyard of whether uh, gun rights or ordinances or uh, or anything going on in your own state or maybe an election or something like that, come see, you know, come check us out or on our Facebook page, you know, uh, Facebook.com Gun Rights Across America or Twitter, GRA America. And that way, you know, get in touch with us. And then if you're unsure of what's going on, we'll give you, you know, we'll educate you and what to do and help you along the way that, to rectify whatever problems you guys are having. Absolutely. Very cool. Thanks, uh, Ryan. Okay, Rod Mills, what's going on with you? Uh, this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, uh, we, as I started the uh, podcast out earlier, uh, please go out and help a veteran. Uh, you know, pay your respects. Uh, you know, remember, this is not a holiday just for people to be off. Uh, this is a holiday for us to uh, to show respect for those that have uh, paid the ultimate price. Uh, secondly, uh, hey, go to my YouTube, not my YouTube page uh, or my Facebook page, uh, preferably my Facebook page first at Scorched Earth uh, Firearms Training, Scorched Earth Firearms Training for Facebook and for YouTube. And um, hey, I may have some uh, some nice pictures coming up, uh, you know, pretty soon on that, okay? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, the freedom that we're celebrating is not just like a barbecue day. The freedom you're celebrating uh, was paid for by the uh, the blood, sweat and tears, sacrifices of families and uh, lots of people out there who died so that we can have all this. Mm-hmm. So uh, try to remember that we won't be here Monday. We're gonna, we'll take those days off as well as we won't be here next Thursday. Um, there's lots of things I'd like to remind people of. Of course, ATI Outdoors is our sponsor, Big Daddy Guns, Andrew's Custom Leather, Safety Harbor Firearms. I want to encourage everyone to click the thumbs ups for this video. I know it's at the end. And also make sure you're subscribed to Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. That's where these videos go live. People are always asking me, like, how do I actually see these videos when they go live? They go live on Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded, and then we rebroadcast it on Hank Strange. So if you want to see it when it's live and participate and all that kind of stuff, you got to go to Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded on YouTube and subscribe. Make sure you check out Gun Rights Across America. Okay. Rod, what do you know with the bear? Yeah. Um, Rod Mills, be very, be very careful. If you see Rod Mills in an unmarked van, <laughs> teddy bears, be really careful. <laughs> you know. <laughs> thanks a lot guys i will see everyone tomorrow you guys stay right there we're out of here though peace out see you guys tomorrow who do we have on tomorrow wait tomorrow we we have uh what is it walter walter's back we have texas swine sniper right got it got it right we got them tomorrow so be here or be square we're out walter yeah i don't know